I'm Don DeLorente. I'm Dee Dee Janae. I'm Magnum Prime. And we're the host of the WrestleCast. You can catch us right here on the CSPN each and every Friday as we provide your pro wrestling commentary with color. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Cumba Chronicles. It is definitely indeed cause for a celebration because that is exactly what's going on right now in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for Star Wars. So some of you lucky people are out there in the mix. Uh, wish you could get me some smag, swag, or give me a ticket one year so I can go. But that's just me. I don't know. But anyway, this is Combo Chronicles, and I am your host, Roddy Cat, and you can find me at Roddy Cat on Twitter, News Nurse Need on Twitter, News Nurse Need News Reddit, um, and CB Caps on Instagram. Uh, I'm still threatening to, to, to put a site together, but hey, we'll see how that works. And with me tonight, the man, the myth, the fellow, our man in legal, the coolest man in Brooklyn. Hey, <laughs> underscore 70. What's up, everybody? And you can find him at agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. He's doing it for the gram, folks, so you won't have to. Uh, not with us tonight is one uh, PC and underscore dirt. You can find at that PC and underscore dirt on Twitter, Pop Culture Net on Twitter. I need comics on Twitter. Not well, excuse me, not I need comics. I don't, as far as I know, he doesn't have that one, but popculturenetwork.com and I need comics.com, which is one of his umbrella sites and all his other umbrella sites under the Pop Culture Network banner. <laughs> And, of course, I would say he's the reason that we're starting late, but that's not true at all. The Osiris of this is Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter. You can also find him at uh, D-Click-Nation, that's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N on Twitter, C-B-Cron on Twitter, D-Click-Nation.com, and, of course, Comic Book Resources, where he's writing his face off and telling us pertinent goodies about uh, streaming services that's about to come out. And I say that, but not knowing whether he actually wrote that article, which he did not. But that's okay. Um, He's tweeting about it. But he did tweet about it, so that's that's what's important. You can find this here podcast on uh, the CSPN.us. That's the Cold Slither Podcast Network at that address, CSPN.us. Do it today. Uh, you can also subscribe to this podcast at Google Play and Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. And, of course, you can go to the Coastal of the Podcast SoundCloud page. We are not SoundCloud rappers, although there's no, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a show about that on the network at some point. Huh. Um, but, yeah, that is it. So, folks, as we do all about this time, we're going to get into some comics of the week. 
And we are going to start off with, and because I'm getting old and really crazed, um, Avengers No Road Home, number nine. So we are running to the finish line because this has been a weekly book, thankfully, and it's been going by pretty fast. Uh, so this is the penultimate book. And um, it's weird. Well, let me read it. It's not weird because like it's just been kind of flowing, but this issue in itself had one or two weird moments in it. Right. Well, the first weird moment is the first page. The opening splash brings mm-hmm. in a whole bunch of characters that we have really not seen very much of in a long time. It's as if Al Ewing was like, you know what? I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't, there's these other folks. I just wanted to bring up the fact that, hey, <laughs> these people still exist and, and I did work on them. Right. He... I'm like, wait, Avengers World is still a thing? Apparently. Oh, like, hey, that's cool. Right. But yeah. Um, and yeah, the fact that, so we see, you know, bits of the Ultimates and AIM and, um, you know, a couple of the, well, actually, technically, we see another champion uh, and a former Avenger, and uh, not even the Wasp, right? You know, and the Living Lightning, who I guess for the the for this uh, particular event was in the probably pretty much about as much as we've seen. Actually, that's not true because I'm about to say it's pretty much we, as much as we've seen him in this event as much as the last event, but that's not true because he kind of played a decent part. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say he's a pretty big part of the last one. So the fact that we just so the fact that he wasn't with the main group, you know, during that was kind of interesting. But hey, that's you know, it is mm-hmm. what it is. Right. I mean, it was cool. Listen, don't get me wrong. It was nice to see these characters, especially seeing Blue Marvel, um, you know, at the lead. Um, I think it's. I still think it's funny that he's not wearing a cape. Um, you know, the kind of put him in. right his old costume. Yeah. That's yeah. Kind of- like they put him in this weird looking vest. I mean, I guess what's cool is that they can give him the light, uh, the light effects on his arms. But you know, yeah, just let him be. Just let him run around in a cape. I don't mind. Uh, I, you know, hey, capes get you killed. You know, yeah, right. That's from Incredibles. Exactly. Um, but at the same time, like I, I got a weird black lightning vibe off of that outfit, and I think I have since since they did it in um, Ultimates. But um, yeah, it's kind of weird. But then the fact that he was like a black lightning, huh? Like a black lightning vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the fact that he was leading, considering that the last version of Ultimate that we got, um, uh, America Chavez, who was in in that shot, you know, was the one in the the lead. So I was like, okay, I guess they just take turns leading. And I guess since Chichala's not, you know, Avengers now. So that was kind of a weird. I'm like, okay, when did they make that change? It doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so we get a shot of them, and then we get back to um, Euphoria, to where, um, as we said last week, you know, is is a planet that we left first and last saw in Civil Surfer Run by um, um, All Red and 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 um, Dan Slot. So and the planet has come to do its thing. Well, has, has risen, risen up to do its thing. Not unlike Ego, the Living Planet, <laughs> which actually shows up and showed up in another book. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, that's, that's beside the point. So there's 
uh, conversation that kind of goes on for the first part of the book and, and Euphoria is, you know, Euphoria being your planet that's, you know, gives folks their desires, but it was being disturbed by the fact that this, uh, by the fact that Nyx and the Avengers kind of brought their, their tiff uh, here for seemingly curious reasons. Um, you know, was disturbing the place. So therefore they, you know, euphoria being euphoria and wanting to make everybody happy, ask everybody what they wanted. There was a couple of weird answers like, um, uh, Clance was like, I just want the perfect shot. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but you know, just like mm-hmm. just a couple of weird ones. Like Clance asked her, was like, wait, you're pretty much one of the, the two most on point archers in this universe. You would already have that shot already. So, I mean, outside of the other thing he, that he asked for, which is a callback to his his uh, you know, his uh, physical state, but um, I like that though. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense, you know. But there's like the the whole one, the perfect shot thing was like, ah, uh, okay, weird. But and then there was another one that seemed kind of ominous, giving if you've read. Um, the sneak peeks of July solicits, which, by the way, it's, uh, some solicits are starting to come out for July. Right. So, uh, before I forget later on. So we're starting to see some. I think Marvel and DCs hasn't come out yet, but we did see a couple for Marvel. We'll get to that later. Um, and one Rocket Raccoon says makes a statement that's, you know, seems seems foreshadowing for somewhere, somewhere down the line. If you've seen those solicits, that's what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, you know, hey, Bruce asked for one thing, which he would, which is kind of no surprise. We don't get to see what he says, but we kind of know what he says, especially when it gets kind of repeated back in a way. Right. We didn't get to see what he exactly said, but and then again, if you've been, you know, been with the character for a very little while, you know what he would want. So. And the only other thing about that, which uh, when things started, the action started going, um, which I don't know if you had anything to say about that part or anything before that part or not. Well, you know, one of the one of, you know, I I guess I'm still having some issues with Conan. Um, yeah, it seems like he's kind of just shoehorned in here. Yeah, like to me. But they're claiming no, no, no. It's just it's gonna pay off or something. No, no. I'm like I, I believe. Right. I don't believe and it. I also right now I was about to say, and I also, uh, you know, I, my the one thing I wrote in my notes is that I'm just not a fan of Voyager. Hmm. Um, you know, it's like they give her a little moment though. Yeah, it, that that's the thing. It's like they give her the moment. So, but is but it's also it's not like. But the moment they give her though was still not. It was like okay, she you know gets charged up, but get charged up to do the one thing that she's pretty much been doing the whole time, right? <laughs> you know, it's not like she's like you know she like led the charges and like went around smacking folks or something. She was like, damn. I'm like, okay, that was like everybody through the breach again. Right. right, it's like a rally cry, and then and then just right. Whoop. So real quick, uh, have you ever met Al Ewing in person? No, because I don't think he's been to. I'm fairly certain he's not been to Heroes. 
Okay, because I want to say I missed it. I want to say that I think they drew him into the story when they emerge on Long Island, but I'm not like the the face looks vaguely familiar. Hmm. Let me go back and check that out then, because I feel like I have I, I don't know if there are that many pictures of him online anywhere. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, there is. Just go. Just Google Al Ewing. Because I've met him, and I was like, wait, that does sort of look like him. I mean, it wouldn't be surprised, because he's one of the, you know, he's right. one of the writers, probably might have been the one who wrote this particular issue, but but I know this is, uh, that's the wrong book. It doesn't, uh, you know. Do you what? see what I'm talking about? When uh, they come out on Long Island and Rocket's pointing at the house, you see, you see someone say, weird, you hear something? Yeah, I remember the part. I just right. don't remember right. the place. Which... Oh man, so that's the part I wanted to get to. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Reason I thought it was darker than that. Take a just Google. He's, he's a you know British dude. Sure. Okay, and that could see that I was that part I've wondered for a while, and now and a couple of things make sense. <laughs> what the house? No, 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 no. The fact that it was British. Oh, okay. Because I don't remember if I've ever like looked him up before, or right. I might have, and it was like I, I think we know. joked that he was not related to Patrick Ewing at least directly, right? So, well, we and we've definitely made the U, uh, Eve Ewing thing, but right. that was more recent. Um, okay, so yeah, so about that part, um, that was weird. So because is apparently it doesn't seem like it's the house that I thought it was, right? Because I thought that was, um, and I can't remember if I've actually said it last week, but I thought that was Ag- uh, Agatha Harkness's house, right? And but at the same time, I don't remember that being on Strong Island, Long Island, which I like the fact that they had that the, the little the license place, <laughs> place. <laughs> like Strong Island. All right, you know, P.E.B. P.E.B. praised, um, exactly right. But I was like, well, so it doesn't seem like that's it. And if it is that, you would think that would have been made apparent by now. Uh, but when they got into the house and things started happening, so apparently Bruce was the first one out of the uh, out of the uh, out of the running because he mentioned something about it being a holy place and he can't go in there. But I guess because as from what we were finding out about this version of the Hulk, he's the devil, right? So apparently that's the reason why he wasn't able to 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 go forth. That was just weird. Yeah, exactly. And the and it gets even weirder because the oh, Conan uh, also goes away too. For right for yeah, that I don't get it. Yeah, that's weird. We'll find out more in the next issue, but ultimately that was kind of uh, you know it, it was uh, more confusing than it should have been because we're we're left trying to figure out what on earth is happening. Um. And eventually, it gets rid of everybody. You know, kind of, uh, we don't know if they're being destroyed or being sent back to whence they came, wherever uh, Voyager plucked them from. Well, what it seemed like, like they may still be in Long Island, but uh, but yeah, they just couldn't get through the, the front door. Except for, well, one of the two most likely people, given what they said in the last, couple, in the last page. Mm-hmm. You would think one other person would have made it through, and that that person being Monica Rambo, 
who is faster than light? Who can be faster than light? But and they even said like, hey, only light, only the most sliver of light can get in there. But only one person made it in, and that person didn't even go through the, the where the light crack was. Mm-hmm. Or, or, mm. I think what it is is because they 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 wanted to send vision through, you know. Right. Oh, wait, that part was that that part was apparent. But I'm telling right. like, like wait, and Monica who was in vision this whole time, which is, I don't know, it's like that was a weird thing that's been ha- that was been happening since the beginning. I was like, why is Monica even in him for this long? Well, she's powering him up, probably. Well, I mean, at this point, yes. Right. But I'm just saying, even in the beginning, it's like she was in him a long time before she, you know. No went. idea. No idea. It's 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 one of the it's one of the the aspects of the story that it's you know, it's kind of a weird development given the 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 history of the characters, you know, right. the characters. I would say I was going to say it's funny, you know, I I didn't even think of the hold the door, no, the Hodor bit until you mentioned it now. Um, because it's the wrong way, you know, right. like instead of, you know, instead of having his back to it, um, he's whole, he's, he's apparently trying to pull it, which, right. which according to, to the art, right. According to the art, doesn't look like he's trying to pull it, but what are you going to do? Right. Like he has, yeah. Like Hercules got the, got the door and the door's trying to close and he's trying to keep it open. And, you know, like, it looks like he's trying to push it shut. Right. You would think, Right. Yeah, the way they have it. I mean, the way they have them on here, it was like that's weird. And so, like, there was a couple of really just weird, weird um, choices that they made. That they went with, and yeah, I think we, you know, we know they definitely wanted they want vision go through. But you would think it was like, well, the person that's as fast as light would have been the one to get through the door. You would think, but nope. Like, and then everybody else who didn't make it because of either not being worthy or you know holy or. Which I'm assuming they, they, that's part of what they're saying. The Conan thing wasn't didn't make it, you know, because Conan and Bruce they got, you know, red knowledge, or <laughs> and then everybody else was kind of pushing on to it and didn't make it and whatever. So anyway, so this is the like I said, this is the penultimate issue. I think we've probably much spent as much time as this needed, if not more. But the only other thing that was weird to me is Bill the Lobster, and I need to look at that up. Because in that first, going back to that first um, first couple of pages, that character, Bill the Lobster, I'm like, wait, what? Who's this and where did this person come from? Why? Is that from, like, what was it? The, uh, the X... Um... All right. As we, you know, as we uh, spend time uh, Googling um, Bill the Lobster. Oh, gosh. Wow. Fallen Angels. That's what I was going to say. It's like an X thing. That's that's what I was saying. I was like, wait, that's an X thing. Oh, I totally forgot about this. That is too funny. Yep, Fallen oh, Angels. Oh my but gosh. I remember, because matter of fact, even the, the picture they got for him, the, I, like, I remember that, and I'm like, I still thought that was stupid. I mean, Fallen Angels, as a, as a, as a mini, it was pretty decent for, from what I remember it was, but but I'm like, Really? Build the that was a, that was a weird pull. Is all I can say. It was like, why build the lobster of all? <laughs> and where did he come from recently? No idea. No. It's like idea. it's like, it's like uh, Al, whoever wrote this. Like I think I'm gonna say it was Al Yoon who wrote this uh, this uh, issue. I should actually find that out for certain. That's why. Like, like now, I'm just just throwing this this weird ass pull. And Gomi, <laughs> yeah, Gomi is the dude that's that's holding Bill the lobster, right? 
Um, and the fact, and didn't, and, and that was the bad thing about it. it was like Blue Marble didn't even call Kit Carton called Gomi. He was just like, "Hey, Bill, <laughs> who who was being held?" I'm like, "Okay, that's sure." That's <laughs> just weird. Yeah, Bill. Oh no, he does call Gomi. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I could have sworn he said Gomi. I, yeah, I didn't want to yeah, it up. Okay, mm. that's so funny. I was like, "Really?" <laughs> Where in the world did Master come from? And now I remember. And now I actually kind of almost want to go back and read Fallen Fallen Angels. In fact, I think I have those physical copies of that. Wait. So, for those that don't know, there's a lobster. We didn't see this box again. again see. Both Bill and Gomi were considered potential cr- uh, recruits for the initiative because they would take just any old crazy person mm-hmm. um, or thing. That was the roundup of all random characters. Yeah. And I'm trying to wait. Does this, does, are there any, does, like, what is the thing? <laughs> you got me, man. Uh, so this is a creation of augmented abilities, human level, intelligence, and strengths, and the ability to project small illusions for communications for a pair of lobsters, Bill and Don. So that's apparently their power set, or its power set. Anyway, move on. All righty. Yeah, because that's that was the one of the weirdest things in a in a in a uh, interesting weird book. We're coming to it ends next uh, next week, and um, and we'll see if they can pull it out. Yeah. So we are going to do an interesting read. Yeah, hopefully, and I I'm hoping. I mean, the last the last one kind of it had some good points in it. Like the the good the good thing about it is this event's been going by fast because right. it's been weekly, so right. it's been kind of moving. Sure, but you know, hopefully it moves to somewhere. Next up, uh, War of the Realms: Journey into Mystery, number one. We are. N- do you want to? Well, I was about to say, do you want to cover that as Guardians of the Galaxy issue first because that kind of rolls directly out of the events of. It kind of does it more. Sure, let's do that. Yeah, sure, well, let's do that. So only because, like, you sort of see how how uh, I mean, right. does, but I think well, I, I think as Guardians of the Galaxy is like you know, like you literally get these characters dropped in the middle of this. I mean, you sort of get that in Journey too. Yeah, but is that a well? Given at certain whatever a certain point of the battle it is, and yeah, our, uh, as Guardians seem closer to the nearing of the issue. Right. Then probably order. Right. Anyway, Asgardians is the Galaxy number eight, calling an audible here. Um, which is a World of Realm tie-in. And what I was going to say was that you can safely say that we are knee deep in World of the Realm at this point. Yeah. Uh, um number one came out last week. Uh there's four there's at least three tie-ins, which two of we're t- gonna talk about. Because I didn't read the Squirrel Girl one. Um, and I think that's the only other Titan that we're that, you know, that was it is. But as, as far as S Guardians of the Galaxy, um, this rolls in from I believe this because I just finished reading, just finished catching up to that today. Um, and basically, hey, the 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 S Guardians of the Galaxy they join in the the because after they find out that hey, <laughs> Malakaf's doing this thing, War of the Realm started, Midgard's getting attacked, and here they come, right. Right, they've been on the other side, or at least far away from, you know, they've been out in deep space doing, uh, uh, doing whatever it was they were doing with, um, 
what was that character from Star Comics that we were joking about with the new Planetary. Raptors? Planetary. Yeah, Planetary and, 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 and yeah, they were on Ego. Yondu. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, Ego's planet, and they dealt with that. And then after they got with that, that they, they pretty much, uh, well, in this issue, they, um, they end up on Asgard. Right. And they come across Heimdall, who gets their uh, piece of the Rainbow Bridge because they were using it to power their ship. Um, and then he transports them to the battle and this is when we um we basically get it get an issue of them just joining the fray and um like we're basically at the end of war of the realms number one although i kind of wonder about that though because and i say that for this reason um it seems like war of the realms the the journey to mystery might have been before this and i say that because if you um, at the end of War of the Realms, when everything just got started, all the, all those Avengers and Doctor Strange and all those what other people and Freya and the the other people were there, um, who don't show up here. Well, as far as I know, I don't remember. As far as I remember, do not show up here. Like you see the Avengers, you see Doctor Strange, you see some of some of these other people, you know. Yeah, but, well, I was gonna say, I think all of these tie-in issues are going to show aspects of that main battle um you know at least at this stage of the game but you can can probably kind of put together a time frame of or at least somebody's going to try to probably uh, as to when like a reading like a reading order yes um but ultimately um you know what we were saying before still applies yes Uh, as guardians of the galaxy are dropped right into the battle of manhattan basically this version of the battle of manhattan so not to be confused with (laughs) <laughs> right and this is you know this is a war of the realm stuff um there's a couple of uh things we need to be brought up to speed with one is um uh the human host of valkyrie apparently was running around with a nova helmet for uh you know in the recent oh, issue yeah mm-hmm. and uh you know that you know, the magic i guess that had been powering it uh decided to quit for well, and that's obvious reasons, right? Obvious reasons, reasons, right. right? We get that's a little note, time. right? We get a little note about um, about re- uh, why that would be the case, mm-hmm. uh, relating back to War of the Realms number one. So, but as we find out, we will find out later on. That's even that's kind of <laughs> not well, a right? So, right. Uh, w- what's cool about this is that th- these are the logical. Um, characters that you would think would be tying right into War of the Realms. These are the literal Asgardians of the Galaxy team that are kind of spread out, um, you know, across the universe, and now they're being brought back to fight in the war. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, you would think that they would be part of part of a group of heroes that would turn the tide as, you know, uh, being uh, godling types. But uh, things don't go so well. Yes. Because um, sorry, got distracted by something. No, it's okay. Well, things I was about to say things don't go so well because the human host for Valkyrie decides to run off on her own because she has to uh, uh, make sure her girlfriend is is okay. And I'm like, really? Well, and before that though, we see uh, Throg, uh, Thorfrog, also run off because he used, he sees Central Park on 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 fire and is like, right. I gotta go, I gotta go protect my people. And kind of find out that which I like. I have been loving the the throg uh, pages of the book because they seem like 
pretty much every uh, issue, almost every, at least the last few issues has been a page of uh, Throggin' the self-dialogue and then some heroic action by him. You know, he's pretty much the MVP of the group, you might as well say. I'm sorry? <laughs> I said he's pretty much MVP of the group. Okay. Um... But yeah, I'm a little behind on the book, so I'm so I'm I'm a few issues behind. I I remember them being out in space, uh, yeah, deep out in space. Uh, with uh, what you call it? With the yeah, he's had some pretty good turns in in the book, you know, okay. and some self, so you know, like then a little bit of self dialogue, and then you know, in in this particular issues, like um, you know, I got to kind of uh, tip out my people because I've been neglecting them. I've been in space, and then he gets there and. Like, well, I'm unworthy, but not today. And then just, you know, <laughs> and then just goes into action. So that's always a, a is a fun bit. So, um, but yeah, but then after that, like I said, we see Annabelle Riggs, um, who, if you did not know, uh, came out of Fearless Defenders, right? Um, which was from 2012, 2013, something like that. Regardless, it's a few years ago. Um, and she got merged with uh, Valkyrie during, during during the course of that, which is why she's the human host. Um, I like Captain Marvel. Anyway, doesn't that's beside the point. Yeah, she runs off to go check up her girlfriend, who is also who is also, by the way, from that same book. Um, she met the letter in that same book. Who's an inhuman? To which I totally forgot about this. Like, it was like, oh right, she's an inhuman. I didn't realize. I was like, wait, she has powers. Why is she yeah. worried about her? <laughs> I was like, right. Well, like, wait, she's she looks like she's holding her own there, lady. Right. But, uh, I mean, right. So, as as, as uh, Thunderstrike says, it's love, man. <laughs> so you know, and we we the the issue ends on a cliffhanger based on. Uh, you know Valkyrie's actual responsibilities, right? We and we also see where Freya and the the, the rest of that crew apparently is, and like like Agent Seventy said, we're going to see some um some some of her responsibilities there. So overall, it was a pretty good issue. Like it was, um, you know, Asgardians of the Galaxy actually ended up being a a decent book. Like he, I was like, I don't know if this is going to go anywhere or last for too much longer. Right. There's been some fun moments in the book because they basically what's coming out of um, uh, Infinity Wars in a sense. Okay. I mean, because they were dealing with, because remember they were first, well, you, you, I don't know how far back you read, but they were dealing with Nebula. Right. Who, that I remember. Right. Who was trying to get more power to, to deal right, with She was her. building the Naglfar, the, you exactly. know, the, 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 the boat of the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, that I remember. Um, so that, yeah, that was, that was coming out of, uh, uh, infinity. Yeah. So I assume going into this, you know, I assume that's going to come back up at some point. It's funny that as guardians of the galaxy is actually being propped up by some of these events, you know, Mm -hmm. it's something that I didn't think would have any legs, but we're already, you know, if, if it makes it to issue 12 or, you know, and, and we get like two nice sized trades out of it, I'll be glad to see that. Right. You know, I don't know if you have any faith in in getting it beyond that, though. I like I said, I'm slightly surprised that it that it uh, got to this point. Well, I think they needed for it to, but it makes sense be they, prime, right, to be a prime tie-in book for War of the Realms, right? Because, like you said, this is the logical place for them to be in. 
Okay. All right. Check your tea timer. Um, <laughs> so it makes sense for that to be for for that to be in the case. And I looks like I the book's not bad. Like I I, I hope it lasts longer than the events, but that because that'll be sad sad that it's like well we just got this book here for these couple of events or this specifically this come because even running out of the other one it, it was just to lead up to into this if we're if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it could have legs past that, but that's. I can't, that's kind of doubtful at this point, given the makeup of the group and whatever's going to happen with this war. So, but yeah, that was it. Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, if we're done with that, we can get to the other, the other um, War of the Realms tie-in, which is, I guess, we could say the true War of the Realms tie-in, or one, or one of the mini series books that's coming out of that. Uh, War of the Realms Journey into Mystery number one, which is bringing back the old Journey into Mystery uh, tagline, uh, title book. Mm-hmm. Although, well, I guess it still fits because, I mean, Journey into Mystery is where we got Thor from in the first place, correct? Or it was the book that he's that was his in the first place, if I'm not mistaken, right? What's that? Journey into Mystery. He started in, in that book, yeah. Right. Uh, and then they started using. I think they started putting in other characters. So this is a, a you know, this is all title that's that has, you know, if if you go back and look, if you research, it's uh, it's been a thing for a minute. But anyway, in this particular uh, thing, we have what Agent N seventy found out uh, before the show. <clears throat> At the crux of the book is that uh, a team got put together to uh, safeguard another one of Odin and Frey's kids. (laughs) One that we haven't, well, one that we thought, or at least, let me phrase that, one that I thought was just ginned up for the story, but apparently it's been around since, um, speaking of Asgardians of the Galaxy's Angela, (laughs) since she's been in the Marvel Universe, and she's been in the Marvel Universe for a few years now, um... And come to find out that this is a character that's been around for like four years or so, but still a baby. That, like I said to, to Agent 70, you would think, given the fact that, hey, Thor's got a ki- uh, kid sister, another kid sister, uh, excuse me, an actual kid sister, because Angela's not a kid, mm-hmm. um, and that this kid needs to be protected because Surtur's daughter. Um, is trying to go after her. Right. Actually, technically, her stepsister. Well, yeah. There, there is that also. <laughs> Only the weirdest of technicalities. Right. You know, and, you know, Thor's family tree is is probably deeper than Yggdrasil. Um, <laughs> so, that causes um, Freya to give Balder, who is, if you did not know, Thor's brother. Um, give him charge to take care of this kid and keep her safe. And Baldur has to get a team together uh, to help him with that. However, it is not the team <clears throat> that he was expecting to find. Right. <laughs> Talk about variations. To to, yes. Right. So, and oh, I guess, well, we'll get to that in a second. So, um, about the, the, the writers of this book. But 
Um, so we get this ragtag team uh, that consists of the Man of Spiders, but not that one. Um, we're talking about my dog of gods, right? The dog of yes, gods. Talking, uh, the god of dogs. Thank you. Right. Thor will bite out of you if you see. <laughs> I don't know why I love Thor. Right. Thor is Thor is fun. Right, you get um, a marcher, a would-be sorcerer supreme, a half-machine warrior, and the one of wonders, and you're not getting what you think, Balder. Except for, well, especially with that last one, but yeah. Mm. So, so, so yes. Um, being that Thor was already with Balder, so that was already got together. He just so happens to run across uh, Miles Morales with Spider-Man, so he was already there, um, mm-hmm. as fate would have, it, would have it. And then they end up uh, running across, uh, well... We're, uh, what did uh, another Thor side character is also shows up for a second, but we don't. I'm not. Sh- I'm guessing she's going to be in another book or something. That Roz Solomon character. She's always around, right? But I. But she wasn't on this quote unquote road trip. Um, well, she wasn't in the Like she got him there, and then she got him to Broxton. Right. Uh, That's where I guess they have to hold the line because. Uh, um. You know, or at least start heading further west from Oklahoma. Well, you're right. That's where I think that's where she stays, and then the rest of them goes goes west. Young man, um, and there was a particular amusing line where the sutra's daughter Cinder was like, "Where the wind goes, whipping down the plains." I'm like, "Really? You're gonna go yeah. Oklahoma?" Which I guess that's logical, but <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a little bit of a you know that's a little bit of a reach for and as for a. For a, a a creature of the tel- the you know of Muspelheim, you know? right? That's uh, uh, a little really? bit. Much. It's a little bit much. Yeah. So, um, but that being said, like I said, um, um, Sirius, My- Miles, and and Thori meet up with Kate Bishop. That is the the uh, the Archer, Wonder Man, the Man of Wonders, mm-hmm. and. Not the wood. Well, I guess technically in some some realm he would be the the um, sorcerer's of room, and that is Doctor Druid's son Sebastian, whom I thought was dead because I could have sworn there was some Avengers book where he got ran through. Um, but I guess he's got better. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't recall. So I, I I remember when something happened to him, but like I said, it, it might have. You know, and he might have wrote, um, was it Ultimates or something? I don't know. Regardless, it was a, uh, or it might have been like, um, an aim book. I know he showed up in an Avengers book not too, not uh, probably a couple of years ago. And that was the last time I said, and I could have sworn something had happened to him or alluded to something that had happened to him. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, this whole ragtag troop gets, gets, uh, in an RV and they're heading west and they're getting chased by, uh, Cinder. Oh, um, and of course, I'm sitting here like I wonder how long they've been running and gas considerations because the RV, you know, it's kind of a guzzler one, and they've been hitting the joint at speed, so it was like that can't be safe. Um, being being chased by the big Mag Max looking thing, looking truck, so. Until something ends up happening, but when they finally deal with what's going on, and we find out the um, um, another warrior comes along that is chasing them, apparently, uh, some would say the warrior, 
<laughs> or as um someone would say, some would say wars were created by this person. Right. Uh happens to come along in the last page, who was used to be an Avenger. But, you know, he kind of slides back and forth between sides. So Right. It, you know, what, what are you gonna do? Yeah. But that being said, this was a pretty fun issue. It was there was some amusing moments, you know, Wonder Wonder Man still being a pacifist is this thing that kind of irked me, but that's you know that's that's a whole thing. Right. I mean I re- I recall the days when he wasn't exactly combative, but he was you know, his biggest he Achilles heel, his biggest weakness was that he didn't want to die again. Right. So he fought extra hard so it's it's a weird turn to see him being you know to see him as a pacifist right oh yeah going from yeah when you just got um, reincarnated and being scared to fight and but fighting you know (laughs) back in the old jumpsuit days to becoming big action hero kind of full of himself and the the wackos (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and then you know I can't remember what Avengers team or whatever where it was coming back to being a pacifist. I'm like, oh Simon, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh Simon. But anyway, so yeah, this it's a weird makeup of a team, and um, here it is. I, I can't actually. I don't know. Does it say how many issues this thing is going to be? Is it four or five? Or is it three? Hold on. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, uh, based off of, uh, previews, <laughs> I'll take a look in Marvel's previews and see how many issues journey into mystery. I like how you have a physical book right there at your, at the ready. That's, that's, I try to keep like two months worth somewhere nearby. Mm. Um, it's, it's five, five issues. Fact Finding Kills podcast, folks. I've been told this before. What's um, that? I said Fact Finding Kills podcasts. That's what is it? Where's that? It's a joke. No, it's oh. I was um, going to say uh, Journey into Mystery is five issues. Okay. Uh, New Agents of Atlas is four issues. War Scroll right. was three issues. So there's a couple of uh, upcoming War of the Realms. Uh, oh, there's, there's a mini series. Yeah. Yeah. that are coming up. So. Some of them are as, as, as short as three issue series, but uh, this one is appears to be the longest one. Right. So strap in, folks. We're in it for a couple of months. Yep. Um, and I guess that's it because I guess because neither one of us read the other tie-in book, which was uh, Unbeatable Score Girl. No. So that being said, we can move right along because I think we probably spent way too much time on that one. I was about to say we could do maybe like another book or two and then go to rapid fire. Yeah, because well, I mean, we got well, we, yeah, we got a couple of books still the same. Um, so let's us get into. Hey, let's get into Spider Man stuff. Okay, Amazing Spider Man nineteen. All right, so I actually have this as a potential click of the week. It's the next chapter of Hunted. Mm. Um, a bunch of key pieces are running around the board. And uh, the black ant may actually be the key to Spidey figuring a lot of this stuff out. Makes sense. Of all people, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, given what happened to him, I don't want to say last year's, because last year's was um, 
the Gibbons swan song, I guess. Right. What I was going to say, yeah. What 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 you're what you're hinting at strongly is the uh, the heel, the extra heel turn that the top. Right. <laughs> you know, there's a wrestling reference in there, folks. Yeah, there's been a lot of that lately. Ugh. Um. Anyway, but yes, you're right. And speaking of, oh man, that's that's uh, splash page with um with with Taskmaster coming in with his new acquisition. Well, yeah, that's I was, uh, this issue is uh, a, a guest appearance by on art by Gerardo Sandoval, mm-hmm. and I think this is, if I recall, we actually had a, be, a bit of news on this where Ramos had to take uh, like an issue or two off or something to so that they could keep this on schedule. I believe so. So uh, Gerardo Sandoval uh, it, uh, does the art on this, and it's it, it's it's mostly a good. Um, Ramos-esque Spidey book. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the art style, his art style lends itself to, you, you know, bl- not, not blending in, but definitely um, maintaining a, a consistent look for the book um, as this event goes along. And yeah, the panel, right, the page, I was just going to say the page that you're referring to is a full page splash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't blink if you, like, even if you didn't know I mean, you know, obviously, you, would, right. you know, you would, you wouldn't, you wouldn't miss a beat if you thought that it was Ramos, right? Um, so that's that is, you know, that's a good sign. I mean, that's right. a good thing. You you want that consistency, right? And what I was gonna say is, uh, um, you could see Bacalo's redesign coming into play. Yes, you know, he really. Uh, adapted the kind of Godzilla spines, you know, like the the altered, uh, kind of modified uh, uh, Stegosaurus plating along the uh, the spine, going all the way to the tip of the tail. Uh, you could definitely see him playing. You could see Sandoval playing with that design. Yeah. And and for those who don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about the lizard who who shows right. up um, gotcha. because one of his his um, brood is involved. Although I'm not sure if. That is why. Well, I don't. We'll see where that's going to go. Mm-hmm. But um, probably one has nothing to do with those. Just so happens to be the the, the case. Um, uh, surprisingly, and that we don't. Where's vet? Uh, where's vermin? I don't know. Uh, That's a good question. Kind of a different. This this is kind of a different thing than Craven's last hunt was. That, uh, mm-hmm. That's Vermin, a good question. But, but I'm just curious, curious. It's like, huh? That was probably the one of the only thing that's uh, one of the only other thing that's missing from 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 this. That is that Vermin's not around. Yeah. Although, like I said, it would be weird. It would be kind of weird because it's not like. So, if you did not know, Hunted is about the fact that Craven the Hunter and uh, Arcade uh, gathered a bunch of animal-based villains and Spider-Man. And got them all um, trapped in Central Park under the same dome that kept um, <laughs> that was that was surrounding Earth not too long ago, by the way. Um, and all for the, the 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 notion of being hunted by a bunch of rich rich folks in um, VR gear and in mm-hmm. uh, um, robotic suits, robotic Craven suits of that. So there's already been a bunch of deaths, including one. We got to pull one out for the Gibbon, whom we didn't talk about that issue from uh, last. Or did we talk about? We did. 
we talked about it a little bit, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah like it, that. I having read that today, I was like, wow, that really does kind of make you feel for the guy, which kind of comes back up because of the fact that, um, like I said, the vulture is trying to rally all of the the villains together, you know, to get out of there for his own purposes. But he uses the Gibbon, who he screwed over a couple of issues ago, you know, and, and use the story to, um, to to his own benefit. Which is why I say in my notes, I'm like, yeah, the Vulture's a piece of work. And we see Spidey, you know, starting to piece everything together, you know. So. Right. I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously, uh, Spencer drops the black ant into uh, Spidey's lap almost literally so that uh, um, you know, he can be the uh, the source of information on this because otherwise, you know, they're not really you know, there's still a lot that's unknown as to how uh, how how they're all going to get out of this. It's kind of nice that um that the black cat is uh, adopting. It seems funny that the uh the black cat is adopting a bit of a maternal uh approach to uh uh, young Billy Connors, right? And you know, even even someone uh, as quote unquote hardened as her can have a soft side every now and then, right? Which hey, give her a relationship with with Spider Man, yeah. Sure. So, but anyway, um, that's pretty much to deal with that. Like this is you know, it's still a decent Lola Spidey event so far, uh, but. I don't know if you're thinking like I am, Agent 70, and that when we're going to get to the fact that Craven and Spidey are going to square off again. Should that happen? I think although, it will. although I'm start, I'm thinking something else could potentially happen. Like the son is probably going to be like, you know what, Dad, you're you're not doing this for me, and then <laughs> and then takes on Spider Man himself. Could be, could be. You know, it still it might be a passing of the torch, right? It could be, it could be a passing of the torch moment too. Yeah. Because, you know, there's just been little signs like the, the sun hasn't been having much of what Craven seniors mm. you know, like just been going along with it. And it's like, oh, wait, I thought you put this all together so you could be the one like, no, nah, it's not my time yet. And right. sun's just kind of whatever. But anyway, that's uh, I mean, Spider-Man. This is I think we got a next issue is another H.U., right? Yeah, the 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 next the lizard. Yeah, the lizard issue is the next. I think mm-hmm. so. We'll see how that pans out. Um, we're going to push on to another Spidey book of the week, and that would be Friendly Neighborhood Spidey, number five. So this was building up. So both Agent Seventy and I have been reading this book, and we knew this was coming from the first issue. Uh, but apparently they spared us one, or I don't know. They personally they spared yeah. us the details of uh, you know, and spoiler. I'll ring the bell. Yeah. Even though this has been teased for a number of issues, so uh, spoiler bell, spoiler warning here on in. So apparently, uh, Aunt May's been diagnosed with some form of cancer, mm-hmm. and. What they do is they avoid telling us what kind of cancer it is, but they they eventually jump right into what her treatment options are. Right, and they also gloss over the talk 
which we thought was coming in with uh, her telling Peter that. Right. Um, which I, weirdly enough, so if you go back a couple of episodes, actually, you know, the, the, the last few episodes where his friend Spider-Man's come to said that we've, I know I've said that I've been dreading this moment because like, they don't want to see it. And then they spared us and I'm kind of bummed that they did. But at the same time, um, I guess it kind of goes along with what they're trying to do with this book. Cause they're the, the friendly neighborhood moniker is not just, you know, for the, not just the fact that, that, um, Spider keeping it a strict level. I think they're trying to keep this book light as possible. Maybe. I in mean, the it's a pretty heavy subject to keep in the light book. Um, yeah, but they but the way they're handling it is rather right. light. Not that, and that's, and that is the point. Because even 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 what else is going on in this book now, or in this issue, where you know, with Spidey and the kid, just so happens to have a, a similar thing going on. You know, um, they kind of kept that light because so we started this issue, like I said, with Peter being told, and then he's like, um, and 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 Aunt May is like, uh, you gonna be there with me, um, you know, with the um, for my for my chemo. And he's like, I got other things to do. Which right then and there was like, what the hell? Yeah, that was the uh, the wrong answer there. <coughs> I was like, um, like that is one not Peter like, and two like what? Yeah, no. What I thought was, I'm, I'm looking for the uh, the sound effect. Oh, here we go. <laughs> um, you know, that was a sound effect that was running through my head. I was just like, wait, you got another chance at that strike? Um, right. So. Oh, and, and I'm glad you said that because going into the, the as this issue goes along, which I guess so. Let me let me back that up a little bit. Like, yes, in a way, it is kind of a Peter answer, but it doesn't seem it shouldn't have been a Peter answer for Aunt May, mm-hmm. who is basically the most important person in his life, you know, outside of Mary Jane, but still, um, I. But I guess if they had, then this would have been a little heavy issue, and they would have, you know, it would have been Peter, you know, going a whole different other route. But at the same time, like that was kind of the route I was expecting. Nevertheless, he Peter's like, I got, I got, a, I got uh, some big things to do, and then he kind of goes off and finds some stuff to get into as Spider Man, and you right. just, well, what's funny about you can think, uh-huh. all right, what's funny about this is that. We've all, if, if you've ever known anyone who has been in Peter's situation in this case, or, um, you know, has had family that's in Peter's situation in this case, this is not an uncommon reaction. I agree. And that was, the un, and which is, and having a situ, well, having a, having no of and possibly in, uh, dealing with a similar situation, not a similar situation, I didn't even say that, but a situation that would cause a reaction right. like that to happen. I've seen this happen. exact, right, what I was going to say is I've seen this exact situation play out right? and it's not uncommon. You know, like you said, it's not, you don't, it's not what you would expect from someone whose whole spiel is with great power comes great responsibility and, and someone who carries a lot, right, he carries a lot of responsibility with regards to Aunt May it's right. not something you expect, but right. it's something that is understandable, and it gives you know, and it gives the writer you know a, a, a chance to tell 
you know, kind of a, a, a one and done in one night story. This is not something that happens that, that takes him, you know, a ton of time to figure out what to do. You know, he kind of figures it out over the course of a single night's adventure. Right. And, um, you know, with a nice little interlude with uh, Dr. Strange of all people. And that part, so that part is why I actually like this issue because they call back to uh, issue, an issue of Doctor Strange from not that long ago. It's only been a yes. couple of months. Yes. Um, where where Spidey comes a call in on Doctor Strange for to <laughs> to to talk to the spider head on him. Um, so I like that they brought that up, brought that back up, and Bat shows up also, which I thought was cool. So, yeah, all that and the other stuff that happened between the time that he talked to Aunt May and the end of the book was all in service of getting back to that point. Mm-hmm. Which I get, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, really? That's I understand. Well, that's the thing. Right? I, I do, but right. while it's not something you would expect, but we're never going to get what we expect. And it's too, it's too, too clean. It's too clean a story. You know, the, you're not getting a story if it's just, okay, I'll go with her, you know? Yeah, and, and that's what, and exactly, in right. reading that, I had, I had gotten to that point after that. Right. I was like, okay, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I still don't, still didn't like it. but right. Because it doesn't seem like it's up, you know, like the, the, that he's behaving the way we would understand him to behave. Right. But ultimately, um, you know, we get what we think he would do, you know, from jump. So, um, but like I said, having seen it, you know, pretty much firsthand, um, Uh I understand it. So, and I, and I totally do too. So like I said, I'm not sitting here saying those like, that is just an unreasonable way to be. Mm -hmm. It is not, you know, it is actually probably the most human, if, if, you know, reaction, if, if, if if anything. So especially as, as, as you and I have both seen, uh, realistically. So, you know, at the end of the day, it was, uh, you know, the superheroic shenanigans aside, Mm. um, seemed to be a a fairly realistic, you know, portrayal, especially, um, you know, especially knowing the character, you know, the character is never going to be portrayed, um, consistently one way or another, because that would make them not human. (laughs) So, um, you know. Uh, Parker has been fallible to, you know, you know, throughout his history. So that's not, uh, that's not, uh, surprising to say the least, but, you know, I understand where you're coming from when it, when, uh, you know, when we're right. talking about like what we're expecting to see right away. Right. So basically it was, this was a good issue for some things that happened in it, but not for what we were kind of, what, what, not what, what I was expecting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it doesn't seem like he still learned anything from brand new day. Cause he asked Dr. Strange like, Hey, could we maybe kind of turn this back to look or, you know, basically lose the one and be able to turn this back. And Dr. Strange was like, yeah, man, I could, but you know, it, it comes with a price. Right. I mean, what's funny about it is, um, it, you know, it, it harkens back to Jane Foster. Right. Since where, even Thor is like, you know, there's something we can do in Asgard. There's this, that, and the other thing. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if that's the case, why doesn't everyone go up to Asgard? And, 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 and yeah, who, who has that ability, right? You know? 
but uh, you know, Marvel. I mean, comic books has has always been uh, consistent in that. There's just some things that magic of any sort really can't help with. Sure. Yeah, even when you go through it, apparently it gets retconned later, a little while later, or in well, depending on the. I was about to say depending on the character. I mean, Mar- well, yes, I was about to say Marvel still isn't. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're you're right. And Marvel was the first. Yeah, I was about to say Marvel. I think was the first superhero casualty of cancer, and um, it's true. I don't think they've ever resurrected him. You know, they've mm-hmm. ever really brought him back permanently. So nope. Um, right. So that is from Neighborhood Spider-Man. It, it is what it is. Um, and I'm thinking at this point, wait, do you, what else do we have together? Uh, oh, you want to get to, I guess, invaders, since I think that's looks like that's the last book we have between us. Sure. So invaders number four is our next book. All right. We get a, a big, Retcon history lesson. <laughs> um, I called it the secret, secret history of Namor. Right, because it literally slots right into. And, and again, my basic familiarity with Namor's uh, history was informed by Marvel Saga. Shout out to Marvel Saga from years past. I remember exactly um, some of the panels that Butch is it Butch guys. Doing the R on this? I think it's Butch. That sounds right. Okay. Uh, Butch Geist is referring to. So essentially, just to get people up to speed, uh, the uh, uh, Jim Hammond and, uh, and 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 Steve Rogers are trying to get a handle on what um, this family of a fallen uh, of this this uh, the descendants of. Um, uh, U.S. soldiers. No, I was going to say U.S. soldiers that fought alongside the invaders. Sure. So they're sort of in cahoots with the with that with Namor's plans, and this one uh, uh, descendant is basically spilling her guts and tells us all what she understands to be Namor's uh, past. Once he was out of World War II. Mm-hmm. So that fills in some of the gaps. My understanding after he uh, after the war ended was that he basically had been uh, uh, had his mind wiped by that guy, uh, Destin. Right. But that's, he's wandering the earth. Right. That's what that's that's what I think we all understood um, mm-hmm. to have ha- to have happened. But apparently, spoiler bell here. I'm going to ring this because... And I, well, we should point out before you do that, that did still happen, however. Right. But apparently, Namor went to this family first before uh, that whole wandering bit, before he even fought with Destin. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, ultimately, he has a past with them that you know where where he kind of you know played a a, a long term house guest and uh basically being, ran with the family right that being said he comes in you know he comes up with them and uh, you know uh you know gets his memory back after you know after uh um after some time 
and he runs into none other than Charles Xavier, who has been teased um, as a as a part of the story from the beginning. Right. Which I wanted to say that also is something that came up in the past. Because um, obviously the whole thing that he that that name was a mutant that definitely has you know and they they talk about some of that in the past but I, and I want to say maybe not this part but mm-hmm. you know the definitely the fact of it, that he's dealt with you know oh sure he's definitely had his his uh, his his mutant heritage uh, used as, uh, as as numerous story plot points right but as I say in my notes this uh, this basically ends up sounding like. Um, well, as I said, like the, the secret, secret history of Namor, but also a touch of X Men First Class. Sure, because he's, he's the he's the Magneto role. Exactly, because what we find out is that he's rolling with um in during the early days of Xavier trying to find mutants, who he just so happens to find Namor first. Right, and he almost finds Wolverine, which is which I thought was pretty funny. Which again, yeah, it goes back to that <laughs> thing. I'm just like, okay, really, all right, um, and and. Then they in, meet up with this other mutant, and that causes an issue, and that causes uh, Xavier to screw up again, <laughs> trying to do something, trying to do something good, but it, uh, which causes you might as well say Namor to have a a, a break, a, a psychotic break, and uh, has this. A uh, person and planet that is mine that from his old war days and who we come we who we know of in another capacity during the course of this book. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because oh, that gets tied together, right? It's interesting because my one note basically summed up my feelings on this. It's an interesting retcon that fits into what has always been Namor's biggest weakness, which was right. his instability the instability in his personality and his psych, you know, in his, in his, you know, his psychological health because of how quickly his temper could sort of turn his character from good to bad or bad to neutral. Right. Because historically it's been like, Oh, he's had this imbalance because he can't stand water too much longer or he can't stand long for too long. Cause else, you know, there's a imbalance and they do, they mention that in here, but there's, mm-hmm. there's while still being a little bit more to it, but yeah, playing within the realm of all of that. Right. Uh, they actually do reference, like I said, there's a panel, I think it's a Kirby panel, uh, where uh, Johnny Storm burns away the beard from Namor, revealing Namor's actual look. Wait, I don't know if they do, did they do that? They did, they did, they did an homage, yeah, they, did, they do an homage of that panel. Because, yeah, they do they definitely mention the fact that Johnny found him, but I don't right. remember. It's that panel. It's that exact panel where, you know, they're basically uh, showing, um, you know, uh, the, the the Human Torch's hand, you know, sort of burning. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So okay. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a classic panel, you know, where they reveal um, the reemergence of uh, uh, Namor the Submariner. And now, as I said earlier, um, the descendants of this uh, soldier are in cahoots with Namor, and we see something very bad happen to the Winter Soldier. Yeah, or so we think. Uh, yeah, well, exactly. We're I mean, led to believe, at least. Yes, it looks to be um, a fatality, but we don't you know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So, uh, very quickly, uh, just just before you, uh, you you finish your thoughts, 
Um, I don't think it's... Is it all Butch Geist doing the art on this? Or is it Carlos Magno? Um, because I remember saying this before. Uh, the previous like issue. Magnus. Right. Oh, yeah. They're both they're sharing it. That's why. Mm-hmm. Magno's art seemed to be a little bit lighter on the uh, on the... The, uh, the detail lines on the pages that you could sort of recognize as his. So that's a welcome thing. Mm. And I suspect it's the flashback stuff. Well, no. Yeah, Geist has the flashback stuff. I think Magno has the present day stuff. Mm-hmm. Because that's it. That's what seems to be uh, where things are differentiated. Because I see um, Magno's style uh, the, uh, in the opening kind of framing sequence. Right. And on the last couple of pages where the winter soldier is where, where the winter soldier is back. So, but like I said, it, it seems like, um, the heavy, uh, like the cross hatching and the, the heavy line work on the faces, even on a, even though he's only got a few pages in this book, uh, at least as a, you know, is less apparent than, uh, than it was in the last issue. Right. Just a, you know, that's just a a, a, a bit of a, an art quibble that I have, but I know that there's lots of people who would mention that and say, "Look, you can't really, you know, you gotta let the colorists do their work." Right, yeah, especially in this day of digital coloring, man. Indeed. All right. So if you want, if you want, we could spin it up and do uh, rapid fire. Do it. Here we go. Uh, let me go ahead and, and polish off my list sure. because right off the heels of Invaders, I want to mention Winter Soldier number five uh, and say that uh, this is the last issue of this miniseries, um, which finds Bucky dealing with the events of the last issue in that um, RJ's dad got dealt with basically and in an unspectacular reason and Bucky has to deal with that. Um, and someone from the first couple of issues to do an cult just how happens to come back into the issue. Um, and the whole thing pretty much gets tied up all nice and neat, but there's, but there's a, but there's a tie um, that may or may not be ex- um, come back to at some point uh, because while you know a, a, a couple of things got tied up, there, it kind of leaves something to possibly come back to in another time or place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll leave it at that. X Force number six. Uh, we get the events leading up to. Now, or leading, I guess, I would say leading up to now, leading from ex, uh, extermination or whatever the case may be. Basically, we see everything that's happened up until now from Strife's point of view. Um, you know, um, we get, because I think last issue was we get Young, young Cable's kind of, uh, not necessarily origin story, but how he came into being in the story. Well, we got it from Strife's side. And um, um, including adding some information on uh, a person that Cable is looking for. Um, but it ends up in a big fight and Strife getting what he wants and the issue ends. Um, 
Nobody's died yet either. Surprise. Um, Titans number thirty-six. Also, the last um, last issue of this run, and also another book that gets tied up all nice and neat because uh, so this is like the Titans were in this place called Unearth, and apparently this uh, the villain they were they were fighting against Mother Blood. Got powers, has had powers um, uh, based in the red. And if you are a DC person who knows about the red and the green and all that other stuff, more power to you. But basically, the the red uh, is kind of a counter to the source wall. Um, And she's basically using this unearthed place to amass more power in the red so she she could. do with something with the source wall. I don't even know. Or she could bleed into the source wall. And the Titans run away. Raven kind of uh, saves the day. Um, there's flashbacks from before issue one of this volume where uh, Nightmask, uh, Nightmask, Night, uh, Nightwing, excuse me, Nightmask is a totally different character, uh, tries to recruit Raven and we see a turn from her, you know, saving the day. And Beast Boy gets put, get back to normal. And there you go. Ends. Uh, Wonder Twins. Power. Excuse me. Wonder Twins number three. Um, so we get Gleek in this issue, uh, except for it's not the Gleek that we know from the Super Friends per se, in that he is a. I don't want to say he messed up, but he was kind of a mistreated circus uh, monkey called Sir Lance a little not to be confused with Lancelot Link and definitely not to be confused with Detective Chimp uh, but so we get a little story you know about them acquiring him or them he, he coming into the fold there's a life lesson or two from Superman with the twins and they, they go still going against um, this farm league of the justice of the, the league of Legion of Doom that they uh, that they're been basically unwittingly set upon or 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 going against now, and it's interesting. Lex Luthor has got got his hands, and I call Lex Luthor the Tom look of the story because he's basically leaning on this character's uh, this other character's dad for some stuff, and that's what ends up this dad being in cahoots with this farm league team, but it's. Interesting. Well, it's funny, amusing at that. So I don't know. Um, and I believe, oh yeah, that, folks, is that. All righty. I've only got a few books to cover because we did re- we did have a lot of books uh, in common this week. First for me is Batman number sixty eight. Batman's nightmare continues. We actually have a pretty funny uh, issue that relays what apparently was the bachelor and bachelorette parties that might have actually happened um but i don't think we're ever really detailed before so it's a pretty funny nightmare for uh batman to go through uh as this um breaking of the bat the latest breaking of the bat continues um ronin island number two this is a book by uh, greg pock um he's developing a great story you know, it's a mix of Asian cultures and a smattering of AD&D. We're talking old school oriental adventure stuff. So it's definitely worth reading um, because it's easy to get into and it's, uh, you know, and it's fun. 
uh, about to say uh, Agent Seventy, and I had a had a real deep talk about that particular thing uh, a f- a few uh, weeks ago. Right, and we found a literal treasure trove of resources. <laughs> Um, just at random, literally at random. It was, you know, one of those things you don't even set out to do one night. And the next thing you know, it's two in the morning and you're still doing it. Yeah, I still um, have an idea from that. And unlike this uh, episode, which I forgot to put, hit record on, you know, maybe you'll hear that one day. Anyway. Um, Symbiote Spider-Man number one. I actually read this despite uh, gritting my teeth because of Greg Land's awful art. Uh What's funny is that when I was in the shop this week, I did not want to pick it up because I did not want to deal with more Grigland art in my collection. You did? No, I did. I, I read it. I read our review copy. Oh, well, I just read our review copy. Um, it's actually a pretty cool Peter David story, and if you read the notes in the back from Peter David and from the editor, um, it's actually pretty cool because there's a spoiler alert here. I'm not spoiling the fact that we're you know this is the story is set in the distant past. We're talking about literally like in the first month or two after Secret War, where uh, uh, Peter Parker's trying to you know is, is readapting to life as Spider-Man with uh, a symbiote costume that he doesn't know is a symbiote yet. He hasn't gone to Reed Richards yet, so he still thinks it's a piece of alien tech. Um, you know, and what's funny is that. Um, we definitely know that this is set in the past pre 9-11-01 because of some landmarks, uh, the World Trade Center being depicted prominently in the book. And mm-hmm. Peter David actually mentions it in the in the store in, in, in the in the uh, the post, you know, in the end notes. We'll call them end notes, basically, you know, because it's not a letters page. It's an end note um, in the end notes of the book. So um, that was pretty uh, that was pretty cool to see. Um Greg Land couldn't screw that up because he's basically, you know, using either, you know, drafting um the hate. Yeah, seriously, I can't deal with Greg Land. Um and uh that's pretty much it. That covers my books for the week. Well, here question about Symbiote Spider-Man. Is that tied into anything current? With Far From Home? Well, it features uh Mysterio. So that's you know, that's mm-hmm. one thing to kind of get help get the character of Mysterio, uh, some shine, but, um, you know, the timing of this is a little curious. I'm not sure how, you know, I'm not uh, sure why it's being released now. I was thinking it had some, might've had something to do with that upcoming Venom, uh, thing, but, uh, I don't know. So I was wondering if it was just making some allusions to, to that coming up, but it doesn't sound like it is. I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. We'll come up to the week, look to the week. Uh, we have one, I would say two, but actually we just have one from one Tim dog and his click of the week is War of the Realms journey into mystery number one for which he did not give a reason for, but nevertheless, I understand though. I yeah. understand. you know, we, we definitely spoke, uh, we spoke at length about it because it's just a little on the funky side. It's fun. It's, it's a fun issue. So for, for all it does. Um, and we don't have anything for dirt, although we're just going to call it all of a save WrestleMania. Is, is <laughs> Poor dirt. That's, that is the most recent thing he's gotten into. <laughs> Poor dirt. Which, you know what? That's hey, too funny. As a, that's too funny. 
all know, right. Wrestling fans, you get what you you get what you get. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's funny. All right, so now it's down to us. Got to figure out what's what. Oh, yeah. um, like as we've said, there. Uh, well, I think we did say there was a potential. That is definitely potential click of the week of the war. Not not WrestleMania, but war the the journey to mystery number one. Let's mm-hmm. let's, let's make that very clear. Um. I mean, and despite our, despite kind of like the, the 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 back and forth we had about friendly neighborhood number five, right. this week, I like that issue. I have it listed as a potential click of the week. Exactly that one. Yeah, I was going to say that myself. Like, yeah, despite the, the other stuff, it was definitely a, a good issue for for some of the stuff that it did, despite mm-hmm. what we thought could have been could have been the case. So, right. Um, you know, amazing, amazing was you know like it's a good you know follow up chapter because you could see a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, I mean, good was good, but it wasn't like, like yeah, because it it's just yeah, it's like a middle. I was about to say you could definitely tell it's a middle chapter. That's what I was right. About. It's a middle chapter. Uh, there wasn't anything wowing in it. It was like okay, yeah, just just keep going. Cool. Right. Um, yeah, invaders. Yeah, pretty much the same way, you know. Mm. I mean, I guess I guess I'm going to go with my my initial instinct and just go with friendly neighborhood Spider Man number five, mm. and go with that. That'll be mine. Okay. I think I am going to go with Tim, actually. Uh, and uh, War of the Realms Journey of Into Mystery number one. There you go. Because if anything out of this week kind of had a point to it, or had a standout point to it, it would it was that. No, I, have, I, I, I definitely see where you guys are coming from on that. All right. Let's get to an ad. All right. First ad of the night is for Funko. Fun at first sight. Your home for exclusive collectibles, such as their world-famous pop vinyl bobbleheads, apparel, T-shirts, hats, and socks, and brand merchandise, such as custom DIY pop figures, art books, and skateboards. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy 10% off your entire purchase when shopping at Funko. To place your first order with $10, 10% off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcast Free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Funko link and place your order. When you get to the checkout, put in the offer code SHOP10 for your 10% off discount. Funko through cspn.us. Do it today. All right, now we're going to transition into the news. It would help if I did not meet myself, uh, or if I if I unmuted myself because I was just saying that, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> That's funny. All right, um, cinematic news. Starting off with. Kumail Nanjani uh, in talks for leading role in Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, as reported by Newsarama. So apparently um, he's in talks, according to Hollywood Reporter, po- a possible role in Eternals. Okay. Um, as well, we don't know, and they don't know. So, But there's there's speculation as it could be Kang, cause, as uh, Ramatet, possibly. Or give her Mr. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a little on the nose, but okay. Um, a little bit, a little bit, but you know. Uh, or possibly um, 
Well, yeah, there's a hint here that says Hidden Times, so or it could be Gilgamesh, also the Forgotten One. Right. So there's speculation at this point. We'll find out after a while. Well, you'd have to get pretty jacked to portray the Gilgamesh that we saw way, yeah. way back when. They do think interesting things with CG nowadays. Right. So, uh, next up. Disney launches an Avengers charity event for seriously ill children. So, uh, Endgame uh, actors visited the Disneyland Resort to launch Avengers Universe Unites, a charity event that supports the Walt Disney Company's signature philanthropic commitment, Disney Team of Heroes, which delivers comfort and inspiration to seriously ill children around the world. Good stuff. If you're watching the video, you can see um, uh, pictures from said event there's a good bit of robert downey jr and and a bunch of kids uh oh yeah here's yeah scarjo is there hemsworth is there Renner, rudd and uh captain marvel yeah. Brie larson yep and apparently there's been a lot of talk about paul rudd who seemingly never ages even though he's <laughs> really outside of this but yeah, it's like 50 years old does not yeah. Yeah, hey, hey, look, those look good for Fiddy. So, yeah. again, but you know, it's, it's kind of a thing. You're going off a slight topic. You're going off a slight topic. Like, hey, what is 50 at this point? Exactly. Anyway, that's another topic for another time. Um, next up, speaking of Avengers, uh, I, I do like there was an alternate um, uh, title to this, but uh, Chris Evans is launching a political website with some help from Congress. Uh, I saw another article. I don't know if this was the same article or a different article, and basically said that uh, Captain America is finally getting. Was me, Captain America is getting political finally, mm. which I, I had a good giggle at. Um, so yeah, apparently um, a video was leaked or was was put out showing uh, Chris Evans asking members of Congress to participate in his. Uh, political website and that and i guess the video was leaked to cnn and evans went out on twitter says uh guess the kiss out of the bag thank you for everyone who's already participated uh the site is called uh he's a starting point and he says it is to be a civil engagement project that allows people to better understand the democratic and republic republican arguments for current issues affecting the country according to this article um Participating congressmen are given a list of questions and subsequently interviewed on camera by Evans, who asked in a video that participants keep their individual questions around a minute and live through. But so basically, you know, it's a um, seems like a it's another he's he's a, promoting a forum for discussion. Yes. yes. So, so good on him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, talk about a construct a way to, you know, move the, the discourse forward using your platform in, the, in, in a positive way. Right. So, hey, good on Chris. Right. Some some have suggested like whether the the role you know whether the role of a cap has affected him as much or or vice versa. It's probably a bit of both. Yeah, I, I would think so. So it's probably regardless. a bit of both. You know, like uh, given the, the 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 current climate of politics and you know and discourse, um, you know, it's probably a little bit of both. You know, depending yeah. you know depending on. How you know, not not being fully versed in what his politics were before taking on the role, right? But given the fact that you know he is from the Northeast, <laughs> huh. you know, right? 
I, I, there's a part of me that when this was I'm like, is he bucking to go for president? Then then we would have actually chat for president, which is a. <laughs> I would. I, I. I. I hesitate to even think about that happening. I do too, but you know, and I'm slightly surprised someone hasn't said it before now. I'm pretty sure some people have said it because people are quick to be like, oh, this person did something good, so they should run for president. Right, right. Not knowing everything. But, but anyway, that's a whole other situation. Um, next up. Well, he is old enough now. He is, yes. So, but uh, anyway. Constitution. I just had to double check. I wasn't sure. Um, Wait, how old all right. 37. Okay, yep, you're right. So uh, next up, as as the ramp up to Endgame is hitting full fervor, fast and or furious, as some would say. Right. We uh, we had a global press conference uh, over the weekend where the cast and crew, including a dozen Avengers actors, talked about the legacy of the MCU, the challenges of creating an ending for an ongoing superhero universe, and the fan experience of Ru- the Russos are aiming for with Endgame. Do you have a bit in here about the empty chairs? Yes, it just says so. The article says that sadly, right. I'm in attendance a uh, few dozen empty chairs for those dusted by the snap. Right. I, th- I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, indeed. And aw. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, April 26th, folks. We, you know, it's, it's, it's coming. It's not that far away. We're, no, we're talking about two weeks, people. That's insane. Yeah. Um, also on the very quickly, I was gonna say very quickly before you move into the next pit. Um, uh, Roddy cat and I have discussed over the last couple of weeks about when, uh, about we, we've discussed, um, when we're going to stop looking at links or looking at news that involve potential spoilers and the same trailers, including trailers and, Mm -hmm. and commercial spots. Mm hmm. And it's safe to say that we are both there at this point. Right. We're definitely both there. Um, I watched the last thing I watched was the uh, the ticket sale teaser. I know that they dropped a, a scene this past week. I said, nope, not today. I know that I've seen um, uh, uh, a teaser post or spoiler posts of uh, toys that are out now. And I hesitate to even walk into a toy aisle right now uh-huh. because you know, there's information there. I'm just going to ignore it until this movie drops. You know, it's 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 going to be here sooner than you guys think. Yep. So, just to getting back to the news, you can you know uh, take that next one. But I just wanted to uh, you know let people know that uh, you know that's where both of us are. Yep. So yeah, while we will bring this up as news items, we we know watching stuff. Um, and speaking of, so the um, some of the Avengers cast was on Jimmy Kimmel recently, and that's where this next story. Uh, right, they're being featured all week on guests. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I don't watch. Well, I think my watchers, but I don't want to watch Kimmel all that much. But nevertheless. The uh, Avengers in-game cast reads Infinity War as a children's book. And just uh, to, to cap off what Agent 70 just said, I have not watched the video of this for fear of spoilers. Right. Um, obviously, I don't think they would. I don't know why I'm clicking on that. But um, uh, obviously, I don't think they would, you know, obviously give away in-game stuff 
Right. They're basically talking about you know funny ways of referring to the events of Infinity War. So well, excuse me. Let, let me rephrase that because there there shouldn't be any spoiler because it's Infinity War, not in game. Right. So basically, they they were reading. So actually, this one probably safe to read because I mean, if you haven't seen Infinity War by now, I don't know, you know, and, yeah, and, you're a little behind. Yeah. So it's probably safe to to watch this one and say uh, you know. But I still haven't done it yet. So, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. Next up, um, Captain Marvel blasts well past one billion worldwide. I think we talked about this last week, but well, we talked about the re- that was close last okay. week. It wasn't there. Yeah, it wasn't that far off. So yeah, gotcha. it, it tipped it already. And I think it tipped it probably. It might have. So I think, matter of fact, I, I did mention that the fact that uh, the news we had was it was getting close, and I think it had actually had passed by then. Gotcha. It didn't have a, uh, an article on it. Gotcha. So no, but yeah, it's 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 done it. Um, man, congratulations. Really, yeah, really, you know, it's, it's another money vault. Um, next up. Black Widow, a movie we're supposed to pretend is an official, adds another familiar face. And that familiar face, well, it's not familiar to me, but um... Oh, wait, who is this person? Who is Um... Someone from The Handmaid's Tale. Some, okay. dude, some dude from The Handmaid's Tale. If you're watching the video, you can see the see the profile, and you probably really know, like, oh, yeah, you know who that person is. Uh, O.T. Fabingo? Bingo? You got me. But no, that's a good. I was about to say that's a that's a new one for me, man. Yeah, I apologize if I screwed up your name, but yeah, I'm not. That's a that's an interesting sounding name, but yeah. So the Black Widow movie getting this dude, and also apparently, um, we also find out that David Harbour and Rachel Weiss are also both um, confirmed to be in the movie. Okay. So yeah, I guess hey, the the Black Panther movie that some people are acting like they don't want or uh, that are like they don't want, you know, or don't care much about is still happening. Which I get some of the sentiment. It's like you know, uh, you mean Black, the Black Widow. You said you said Black Panther. I'm sorry, Black Widow movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we've gotten Black Panther, and you already know my thoughts on that. So, <laughs> um. But yeah, so some people, well, actually, some people don't care about the Black, Black Panther movie, but that's whole for a whole different reason, probably similar reasons to this one. But you know, I'm like, you know what? Hey, we've I think we even talked about this as, as, as recent as last week. You know, Black Widow is a movie that hey, there's some stuff that could be seen, that there's stories that could be told from it. Some feel that it might be a little late for this movie, like this could should have happened before now. I would slightly agree. I get but, but nevertheless, hey, the fact is coming. I'm like, hey, we, some could argue we could have had Captain Marvel. We should have had Captain Marvel for now. Right. What I was, what I would mention though, is that I think Scarlett Johansson was pregnant at uh, at, at some point in between. Um, uh, I think. Yeah, but they had no, they had no plans for no movie at the time. Right. Anyway, so. My point is, even if they had, practically speaking, true. Where you know, like it, it, it's kind of difficult to have place that in the you know uh be, you know considering that her character literally appears in every avengers movie right so, but uh and you know you know the pragmatic uh, argument aside i understand we should have seen her before now yeah thank you. Uh, I think in either, it was either avengers 
I think it was Avengers. It was either Avengers or um, Civil War. One, two, it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on to our next President Bartlett. Come on. What's next? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's next. So Australia is giving Marvel Studios $17.1 million oh. in a subsidy to film mystery movie there. Oh, God. So um, <laughs> apparently... Uh, as the headline suggests, Australia is uh, helping out Marvel Studios for whatever reason with the money because they have all of it. Um, apparently, the, the it's to entice uh, Marvel Studios into filming an unspecified. Yeah, but no, it's not. It's not uh, right. It's not helping them. It's just basically them saying, "Hey, you, you come here." Like the like, states have done. Like they've done this in like uh, like basically North Carolina's have done this. Like, hey, come here. You can get some cat tax cuts or whatever. Right. And well, now my when I saw this article, I think I said on Twitter, "Is like you know the X Men hid out there for a minute." So <laughs> that would be funny. I did not even think about that. Like if they did Outback uh, Outback X Men, right? I was like, even though that 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 would be a little. That'll be all unknown, but nevertheless, it's still kind of funny. Um, and then another thought I had on this was like, well, I wonder if it is an actual Marvel movie that they wanted to do, or they want them like, what if it was like, so you know, the UK kind of has a Marvel branch, mm-hmm. and they and there might be a um, there might be a hero or somebody like say a Captain Britain or something type that could be there. That they want him to do a movie for, like mm-hmm. it could be a an Austri- Australian centric Marvel character that we don't know about. That they want to they want Marvel to do to uh, come over and do a movie about, you know? Right. I don't know of any characters such as that, but I'm just saying that was my speculation. But more likely, it's probably just like, hey, you know what? We can get some size of these. Here's some money. You know, come and come film here. We got you. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I think, according to this article. Mm, they've done stuff in in uh, Australia before. Yeah, Thor, Dark World. That's the last yeah. one they did. Um, according to this, yeah, and, and that's not the only one. We, need, we don't need to go through that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Rock was the uh, one with that, that shot in uh, Australia. Not not uh, Dark World. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyway, so that's that. We'll see if anything comes comes from that knowing what we have slated. Uh, next up, New Mutants remains on Disney's 2019 schedule, apparently. All right. Um, go figure. So after last, I think we, we talked about this last week and that uh, Macy Williams didn't know when they were, what they were going to do with it and the mergers still have, you know, it already went through and whatever. So it sounds like it's still going to come out. And the film has been assigned a release date of August 2nd. Still don't know if those research had actually happened or not, by the way, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming at some point. Yeah. So there you go for, for you New Mutants fans. Alrighty. I might actually combine all three of the upcoming ones. Run it. Just so that we can move things along. Uh, so uh, Disney Plus... Uh, launch date has been revealed, and there's been a slate of shows that have been talked about, including uh, The Mandalorian and a couple of Marvel shows I don't want to talk about because I think they're mildly spoilery. Um, but uh, the launch date is set to be uh, November 12th, 
and it's going to be available for $6.99 monthly or $69.99 annually. So that's the uh, the rundown on the news that just dropped uh, over the last day or two about Disney Plus, and it seems like we're all going to be adding a streaming service to our subscription lists. Yeah, that's kind of what it sounded like. I mean, for because we talked about this a little bit before the show, for what seems to be presented in here, and it sounds like it's going to be ad-free. Right. So that's that's another tip to the cap, because, you know, like, Hulu's got ads all over the place. Although ad-free still could mean they might have some some sort of interstitial somewhere along the lines. I, I, I don't trust these places that <laughs> that well. That, that that But, you know, nevertheless, I mean, Disney, well, not Disney. Um, I was going to say DC Universe, but that's not a... That's another story. That's a, that's a, a side thing that's not like this. Uh, but given the breadth of stuff that they have, that, you know, uh, that's going to be on this uh, thing, that's a pretty damn good value. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good, value. good value. Like, and and up into including yeah. um, what we found out um, all the seasons of The Simpsons, which is weird to be on anything Disney related, right? And we're gonna we're gonna presume at this point. Obviously, I'm pure. I'm I'm purely speculating at this point. In terms of what's available from the Fox catalog, um, you know, I I would I would wager a guess and say that it's not going to be every single digital film that would be available under that, but it would be, no, I think they might break that out on something else. Right. It would be something Marvel related, I would presume. I would presume that the X the X movies might be available. Um so someone speculated well I just saw a tweet just just a second ago saying that somebody hopes that the X-Men animated uh, series from the nineties would be on there. Right. Which could happen. Definitely. I don't know. Yeah, we, 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 we don't know about that. And obviously, there's, there's plenty of time for it to grow and expand because what we're getting to begin with is already pretty big. Right. Based off yeah. of just based off of what we know. So. Exactly. That's the Disney Vault, the slate of Star Wars uh, shows, the the Marvel shows that 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 uh, Agent Seven is trying not to spoil. Although you know you can go ahead and take a lot of the stuff we've been talking about for months now, like the Loki show and the, the Vision, and which well, I guess we'll go ahead and get into that next one. Um, and that uh, Marvel Studios con- confirms WandaVision and shares info on their What If animated series. So apparently that What If uh, series that we uh, speculated about, or that was speculated out, that was talked about. I think what was last week we talked about, or week before last? Two weeks. Animated, yeah. Whenever that was, uh, is going to be animated. Um, the Vision and Scarlet, Vision and Scarlet Witch show is called WandaVision, which that's you know they could have just said when Vision and Scarlet Witch and been done with it, and just you know that's is WandaVision sounds like it's a TV show about you know a TV show. Or, 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 you know, it's like filmed in Panavision, right. I mean, WandaVision, right? It's like UHF or something, right? <laughs> Which, ooh, anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, and apparently there is going to be a Falcon in, or uh, potentially going to be a Falcon and Winter of Soldier series, right? So that makes sense. It's a buddy cop thing, I, I would imagine. Uh, now somebody's talking about. Okay, let me get off. Let me not look at that. Right, um, exactly. Exactly. So. Bottom line is that's what's being you know that's what's being uh, uh, teased as uh, the uh, original content for the Disney Plus 
uh, streaming service. So mm-hmm. it makes it even more tempting. Uh, I mean, some, some would hope that uh, 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 Agent Carter would, would make a run on that. Sure. A new run on that as opposed to just what was already out there. Sure. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, next up, uh, Ed Brubaker's Too Old to Die Young uh, TV series has arrived on Amazon. Um, it stars Miles Teller as a cop who finds himself embroiled in a high-stakes underworld. Um, and now there's a trailer for it. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, wait, uh, is, well, we don't know if this is actually based off of a book or Brubaker is actually just doing... I mean, right. I mean, Brubaker's stuff is all crime stories now, so... Yes, usually, yeah, really. I was hoping, you know what, man? Um, you should do Velvet. That's all I'm going to say. Velvet probably needs to come. If you don't know Velvet, Velvet is basically what if uh, James Bond's money penny was like a, a secretly a badass agent in, a, in the past. But anyway, that's just me. That was a good series, I thought. Next up, uh, Suicide Squad 2. Idris Elba will not play a, well, excuse me, will play a new character and not Deadshot out of respect for Will, will Smith. Okay. Uh, don't necessarily know who he's going to play, but um, yeah, I I guess that's cool. You know, it was like you know what, this character's already been done by Will, and I don't want to step on that. I guess. I, assuming if that's the if if yeah, what's the what's the cat based character that you mentioned? Cat based uh, character. Yeah, there's a not Wildcat, but there's another. So I was thinking there's a Suicide Squad character that is cat based. Um, mm, I don't think that was me because my my suicide squad is a little hazy. Um, okay, well, I think I, I, you know my guess is that it's a uh, shout out to Matt Wang ninety seven who is always in our ear about the Suicide Squad. I'm pretty sure the is, is it Golden Tiger, I think, or White Tiger? No, not White Tiger. That's Marvel. That's Marvel. But, um, but uh, bottom line is, you know, it'll come to me. The bronze tiger, thank you. I was about to say, as soon as the uh, the 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 Google search kicks in, that's when mm-hmm. that's when we'll get it. Yeah, bronze tiger, because I understand bronze tiger played a, a leading role in a lot of uh, Suicide Squad stories. You know what? I can see that, and given what the the characters he's played in both Star Trek uh, <laughs> Star Trek Beyond and um, this uh, Hobbs and Shaw movie, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, that's a good guess as any. Uh, but hey, we'll find out at some point, and possibly um, uh, Viola Davis, Davis might be back. Sound like it might be back as uh, Amanda Waller. Yep. Which I guess, uh, oh yeah, I put it in as the next story. So it's the next story. We covered that one. Yep. Alrighty, so I can skip to rumor. Shazam does feature that cameo after all. Well, sort of. So I don't know if you had caught have caught Shazam yet. No, I had I had watched it. Yet. I think I'm going to try to catch it this weekend because it'll give me plenty of time to you know kind of sit you know in a lonely theater. You know, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's not going to be that many people in there, um, yeah. and just kind of take it in, right? Because I don't yeah. think I can talk anyone into going to see it. We'll see. <laughs> I, I, I already would... I already have someone who's who, who's trying to make time to for me to take her to go see Captain Marvel so she could be caught up, and I'm like, yikes. Uh-huh. We're cutting it down to the wire. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah, I about to say, yeah, it's, uh, well, I'm going to still got a couple months before that comes out on, on home, but yeah. Yeah, no, but in terms of getting it in before Endgame. Right. So that's cutting it kind of, you know, uh, trying to schedule that out is cutting it close. You sure. know? Yeah. Which, I, again, I would say on the Shazam, back to the Shazam thing, it could be a ringing endorsement, but no, not really. Don't don't take it for anything is, is the fact that, like, yeah, we've been on top of pretty much all of the movies up to the, up to so far, but, you know, mm-hmm. like that is anything is... <laughs> we'll get to it. Or you that. could. Yeah, or you could take it as that. I don't know. We'll get to it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can cover the next one, too. You could jump to... Uh, the sure. Shazam has apparently magicked up a sequel. Yeah, so, surprise? No. No. <laughs> Not a surprise at all. So, you no. know. Because that's yeah. probably going to end up being the Black Adam movie that The Rock has been trying to get filmed for the last 10 years. Actually, no. I believe that is still a separate thing, and this is actually a sequel. I know. I'm being mean. Well, and you're probably, you know, you're probably right in it, but, you know, it's... But, yeah, I don't know. It's, it is what it is. Like, I mean, hey, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't, I can't say anything about outside of what I've seen in the trailers. Mm-hmm. Moving right along, uh, Matt Ryan wants to play Constantine on DC Universe show, and that being that show being Swamp Thing, which, given the character, and you know, yes, sure, why not? Let him, okay. I'm doing. As Matt Ryan has played a pretty great version of Constantine in his own show, and He's been on doing the- it since 2014. Yeah, yeah, that right. show. I wish that show had another season. I really do because it left on a cliff- cliffhanger that was that was um that I was very much interested in. And I know there are some fans of Constantine and Matt Ryan for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, less said about that, the better. Right, moving right along. Right, so uh, Game of Thrones is Ian Glenn, better known to Game of Thrones fans as Jorah Mormont, um, the uh, uh, eternally stuck in the friend zone Jorah Mormont, has been cast as Batman in DC Universe's Titans in the upcoming season. Right. So the last time we were, uh, if you recall, we did see there was a Batman that showed up, and I think it was just like a stuntman and somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it was a stuntman at one point, but also, well, I say stuntman, not the actual stuntman, but it was basically somebody. But we also saw there was an actor that played him that came out and said, "Yeah, that was me." Mm-hmm. This dude. So, sure, okay. I still haven't caught up with Titans. I don't know why. <laughs> Um, some would argue that's telling, but it's not. Uh, moving right along, Aaron Ahats. I'm sorry. Um, you got me. Your name. You always get the, the crazy names. Thanks. Uh, reveals plans for a scrapped fourth season of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um. So you don't need me to tell you what Avatar: The Last Airbender. Well. Eight to seventy, you might. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> but um, it was a Nickelodeon show. It's not the not the movie, but there was a movie. But there was that M Night Shyamalan movie that it was based off. That that was based off it. I should say mm-hmm. the show's good. Um, that that's enough of that. That's enough said about that. If you haven't seen uh, Avatar: The Last Bender show, you should. Just, you should check it out. It has some dips in it, but it's good. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily anime inspired, but there's a look. 
So, um, and I would be curious as to what would happen in given the the, the events of um, given the events of the ending of that show. What would have happened in the fourth season? Because I figured like that kind of kept that kind of finalized a few things. But anyway. Well, this worked out timely. Good. Yeah. Last story in the movie, in the cinematic news section, is uh, Maze Runner trilogy scribe T.S. Nolan has been tasked with writing the screenplay for West Ball's Mouse Guard adaptation at, is it still 20th Century Fox? Aren't they calling it like 20th Disney or something like that? Or, I mean, who knows? I don't right. know. But it's they probably that they're working, that they're working forward. Oh, man. Will we see the? Wait, well, never mind. I'm not gonna get in that because I was about to say, will we see the 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 20th century logo on Star Wars movies again, or have we not? I guess we will. I don't know. That's that's never mind. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, good thing for Mouse Guard as Agent Seventy is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the biggest one I know. So. Uh, we are going to push over into the comic book news. Uh, and what sounds like it could be uh, <laughs> uh, movie news, but actually isn't. Uh, Avengers Endgame Build-A-Bear Workshop unveils new Thanos plush. <laughs> because you know those little kids are begging for it. Yes, I mean, and given some of the other Theranos-related stuff that has uh, reared back its ugly head uh, recently, that I found all that amusing. This is this is better, way better. Um, so yeah, apparently there's a build a bear for Thanos, all uh, right, with Gauntlet. As you can see, if you're watching the um, the video, and you should sometimes, you miss out on stuff like this. Or our expression sometimes. Next. Next up. Uh, there is a review of uh, that, that, that Roddy Cat has linked to in our show notes to uh, uh, a review of the uh, Dora Malaje figure from uh, the Marvel Legends Black Panther Wave to the second Black Panther Wave. So actually, well, so yes, I think, wait, I thought this was the, um, so yeah, this is basically, I just put this in there to say, Hey, it's it's out. And this is a thing. Cause I thought this was, um, it is. Yeah. This is the Marvel Legends series, Black Panther wave two, featuring the the Dora Milaje, including Nakia, uh, Okoye and a couple of other, uh, folks. And I thought this was the builder figure that was in Mbaku. No, Mbaku. Just just to get, just to straighten things out a little, Mbaku is the actual builder figure from the second wave. Uh, Okoye was the builder builder figure from the first wave. Nakia was a separate figure, um, she, where she's uh, depicted as wearing the Dora Milaje armor. Yes. Um, see a picture. Of, yeah. Well, so a, that's mm-hmm. yeah. So that's so that's the breakdown. This is the figure here has a, one of the heads that's included is the. Oh, I think it's the only head that's included. Come to think of it, um, it's the. Uh, oh no! There's multiple heads. That's cool. Yeah, a couple of the. This is definitely an army building figure. Um, yeah. You can get some of the Malaje figures. 
Right, and there's uh, the Florence uh, Katsumba character. Mm. Um, the Grace Jones looking chick. Stop. <laughs> I'm just quoting the movie. Yes, yes. Move or be moved. <laughs> that, that, that lady. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally quoting uh, uh, the opening scene from uh, from Black Black Panther. Panther. Yes, I know, I know. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, moving that on. That is not the first time that it, that has been said about her. Right, so. right, 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 right. Um, which is kind of funny. Anyway, I mean, so, listen, she's been around since uh, what you call it since uh, Civil War. Uh, well, yes, she was in the she she was the uh, the original Dora Milaje that was pictured. Yeah, that's what said. Move or be moved. That's her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was also in Wonder Woman, but that's a whole that's, that's a whole separate thing. Anyway, so yeah, this was just a review on the that and how you can, I guess, yeah. There's that. Okay. Um, next up, why do you do this to me? Here we go. So Star Wars Celebration is going on as we speak at this Thursday. Uh, I shouldn't even say this for like quoting Q-tip, but it is the 11th of uh, April and uh, 2019. Star Wars Celebration has started. I have seen some footage from there. There are people live tweeting and getting stuff there and whatnot, case may be. Um, this basic article is, uh, is, is a what you can expect. We've already been getting some news, hence the uh, Disney Plus stuff uh, was was basically just dropped, was a part of that. Um, and this article is basically talking about stuff that should be shown that they're, that they're proving. Some of it we already knew about, some of it we don't know about, it, including, I'm going to take this next one, uh, okay. uh, including this, there has been a teaser trailer for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, which was, is an EA game, video game uh, with Respawn Entertainment, though that of uh, Apex Legends and uh, Titanfall fame, former Call of Duty folks making a game for EA. We've talked about this before. So the, the game is going to be talked about and well, the teaser already happened, but there's going to be a panel on it. Uh, I think Saturday. So there are people that are chomping at the bit to see that okay. coming out. And I, I am curious to see what that's going to be because given the pedigree of that, of those people and, and there's also cause to be leery because it's EA, but we only know a few things, but nevertheless, like I said, celebrations got a bunch of stuff, and there's a bunch of panels that they're talking about that that's gonna um, be talked about. And I believe they're live streaming, so if you are getting this on a Thursday night, you can go check. Um, definitely fr- on Friday, check the Star Wars channel, and there should be live streaming a lot of that stuff. The, the, the basically the whole day, mm-hmm. and a lot of these panels are going to get live streamed if I'm not mistaken. At least the main stage stuff. So from tomorrow to Monday, um, yeah, a lot of stuff. So there's you know some Clone Wars stuff. There's a Mandalorian stuff, of course. There will so there'll probably be more about the Mandalorian. Um, there's a Phantom Menace 20th celebration, which I guess that's why Hayden Christensen is going to be there, um, and a bunch of other stuff. There's some Marvel stuff, obviously, because Marvel's doing the comics. You know, there's a uh, Rebels Remembrance thing. Sure. That's always the lesson is I have the high ground, but um, <laughs> oh, and of course that uh, that that uh, the Star Wars uh, the theme park that they're probably going to be talking about that also. Sure. So a bunch of stuff, you know, books, uh, toys, which that's another big thing with celebration because it was like, yeah, you get to see the new to- Star Wars course toys that are coming out, 
etc etc lego star wars all that kind of stuff was a bunch of stuff um yeah we talked about that so next up all right so next up we've gotten some more information on hickman's house of x and powers of x his uh return to marvel comics um house of x is going to see xavier uh, charles xavier unveil his master plan for mutant kind one that will bring mutants out of the shadow of mankind and into the light once more powers of x will pull back the curtain on the secret past present and future of mutant kind changing the way you look at every x-men story before and after so that's pretty cool i'm looking forward to this because hickman's gonna weave some mumbo jumbo into the x-men universe we would hope it it is infinity levels of good because we all we all enjoyed that especially some of us enjoyed new avengers more than more than we had any right to but it was good stuff mm-hmm. Was much, much, much more human uh, mumbo jumbo in that. And the- I enjoyed. Listen, I enjoyed the expansion of the Avengers roster. I really thought that was. Some, oh yeah, it was great. That was some awesome, awesome stuff. You know, bringing in, you know, kind of uh, graduating some heroes to the big leagues. Mm. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that was that was, that was a lot going on. That was great about that. Um, that and of course the skullduggery between between T'Challa and Namor was great to me. Mm. Um, that was my whole thing. I was going to say something like, um, I was going to re- reference uh, um, um, Spider Man as a major friends, but I, I think I don't think I'm going to do that because it's not worth it and probably has nothing to do with it. Anyway, moving right along. Marvel announces the return of the Future Foundation in July, which I wow. said earlier that that um I think you asked about this at, at one point, by the way. Um oh I said earlier uh, that solicitations were for July are starting to come out. Marvel's has not put theirs out fully, but there's been some some um Jesus, right. Yeah. So yeah, apparently the Future Foundation, who we lost, saw uh, going back into space time um, near the first in the first couple of issues of uh, of Fantastic Four. Right. They apparently they're going to be back. I mean, minus um, Franklin and Valeria, by the way. Yeah. Right. So, um, this July's Fantastic Four number twelve promises the saga of Future Foundation, which I'm assuming. Is what they get into? Well, according to the look, well, maybe not because um, Franklin Valeria included, right in this in this picture that we're showing. So that's probably not the case. Uh, it's going to be a backup story from writer Jeremy Whitley, Whitley, who is um, uh, the writer on uh, Unstoppable Wasp, which came out this weekend. I sort of got to read. All right, um, and uh, art by backup story in, in, in FF. Yes. Okay. And of course, that's a good place for it. To be honest, I think sure, why not? Right, you know, like you know, trying, you know, it's uh, you know the the Future Foundation. I love reading that, but um, you know, when it was its own book, but it was actually an FF substitute. You know, Reed and Sue were running around in it too. So, right, um, you know, that kind of gave it uh, uh, name recognition. I don't know if you would see that kind of support for what's essentially like an updated version of Power Pack. Um. So we know somebody who probably would, but right. <laughs> but ultimately, right. But ultimately, what we have is, you know, uh, I think that's a perfect, the perfect place for it is, a, is as a backup stories in uh, FF proper. Right. Of note, if you didn't already know, 
Future Foundation, Jack, uh, Jonathan Hickman joint. Right. Created by uh, created by Hickman. So that was perfect. Um, Invisible Woman. Speaking of um, FF people getting their own book, uh, Invisible Woman reunites with Mark Wade for a new title. So Sue Storm is going to get a miniseries, folks. It's about time. I don't think she's had one. Some some would argue against that, but I kind of agree with you. I I can I'm can only imagine what that's going to be. Um, excuse me, my apologies. But um, according to this, this coming July, Mark Wade and Maria de Lulis uh, and Adam Hughes are going to be the creative team on that on this miniseries. Oh, so it's a years ago after becoming Francis for everyone's favorite invisible woman was uh, taking on Avengers of her own on an espionage mission for shield. And we have seen her uh, as late as a few years ago working with shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, wait, was that? Yeah, wait, that was actually also doing uh, infinity. I believe. Wasn't it? Cause I she was, I, remember it. I know, I know what they're referencing. Cause, cause you. Well, I don't know if this is if they're referencing that, but, but I remember she was a part of Shield when the Illuminati, which Reed was a part of, was basically on the run hmm. during during uh, that that whole thing. If you remember correctly, I think that was that. I might be might be a little slightly off, but I, but I know that was that was it. It might have been leading up to uh, Secret Wars or something. I don't know. Regardless. I don't think the tease that Brevoort has in this, you know, in over 50 years, she's never had her own title or maybe she didn't. She, maybe she did. And you just didn't see it. (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, I, I, I've I've been reading Marvel comics for a long time and I honestly cannot remember a solo title or even a mini series. Well, also she's the invisible, visible woman. So you didn't see it. Okay. Exactly, yeah. that's the joke. But in yeah. all seriousness, um, you know, it's it's kind of surprising that she's never had at least like a like a three issue miniseries or something. Right. Although, let me see. I want to say, wait, uh, no, because was she? There was a miniseries with her. I want to say, and a few other Marvel women. Um. I don't know how to do some research on that, but I feel like that was that was it, and I can't remember the name of it. No, right. it's a solo series. That's my point. Well, I know, I know, no, but I'm just saying. But there's been yeah, we've had multiple we've had multiple rogue miniseries, multiple storm miniseries, right? But my thing was there has been, but the all, the most time we've seen suit is with the Fantastic Four, right. and I think this, there was the one other time that she was in a miniseries with other people that were not. There was probably well outside of people. Yeah, outside of like a force. Right. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so this ought to be interesting. I'm check that out, you know, when it happens. Again, July is when it's when it's, uh when this goes down. Mm-hmm. Next up. All right. Uh David and Mana to introduce the Fantastic Four to the Prodigal Son. So this the uh Marvel Comics has announced a new series of interconnected titles that will introduce a new character to the Marvel universe. The Particle Sun series kicks off with this summer's FF, the Particle Sun number one, before continuing in 
uh, series featuring the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Silver Surfer. Um, hmm. Going to be written. The initial encounter is going to be written by Peter David with art by Francesco Mana. Um, so what is this like a video game tie-in? No. So this is basically like um, um, the best defense and or Wakanda Forever. Okay. Those uh, those um, those series that happened in last the last year. And Typhoid Fever, which I don't think we we I feel like we did anybody on this panel. Well, it was on mostly it's been us, so I don't even know if we've even talked about that. Uh, but regardless, but this is going to be a vein of uh, so it's basically like three three one shots stick together with a underlying theme of one character or so being the the throughput the through line. Okay, but that's all. Um. So yeah, I don't know who this protocol is. But we'll find out soon. They have. It's worth noting that they have Kazar and Shana on this on the um the cover on the cover of this. So something in the prom, uh, uh, Savage Land. And I guess this is the, the shadowy figure is probably the protocol that that this speaks of. We'll see. We will see. Next up. Oh. Um, Loki gets a new series and a familiar Marvel weapon slash artifact in July. So, spoiler. hold on, hold on, hold on. So and yeah, I'll, and I'll ring the spoiler bell because I think I know where you're getting, where you're going. So, so I mean, this is actually, and I think we probably speculated last week when we talked about this. So, um, War of the Realms happened, and I'm sorry if you haven't read it by now. Um, but yeah, ultimately it looks like Loki gets eaten, mm-hmm. uh, but apparently he's going to be, but he had gotten better or something, but we kind of speculated as to whether that is actually what, what, what happened, because as we, I'm pretty sure we said then we have seen Loki die many, plenty of times on, on and off screen or on or, and off the page. Yes. Um, so we we wasn't sure if that was the case, and sure enough, hey, we were right. So apparently, um, yeah, let's say it says Marvel Comics is bringing the God of Lies and Mischief back from the dead in a brand new series written by Daniel Kibblesmith, who was doing that Black Panther and Deadpool thing, which was all right, or at least a couple of issues that I read, I guess. Uh, and artist Oscar Bazaldua, I apologize. Bazaldua, I think it is. Sure. I apologize for screwing up your name. Um, but yeah, according to this this picture of the cover, Loki has uh, Mjolnir. Okay. Yeah, Mjolnir. <laughs> so we'll see what goes on with that. <laughs> All righty. Next up, uh, Major X. You know that title that we've all been waiting for from Rob Liefeld. Oh, yeah. And had such glowing things to say about it last week. Major X number two has actually already sold out before even being released and is going to return with a second printing. People are ordering it, apparently. Apparently. Yeah, it's it's Rob Liefeld. And and just probably giving them a stop. That's not nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe some truth to it. I don't know. But uh, hey, Liefeld's got his fans. Let's let's, let's, let's not. I don't know what to say about those people, but hey, notable lack of uh, pockets and the swollenness. So maybe he's he's learned. Hmm. 
Oh wait, I'm sorry, he's not doing the art. <laughs> Funny. Uh, so yeah, so that's the thing. So I guess congrats. I don't, I don't know. You, I, do you recall you saying you didn't have much to say about it? And I just yeah, it was, there wasn't much good to say about it. So yeah. Um, in fact, I don't think if the, if the other guys had mentioned anything about it or not, but it doesn't matter because yeah, it is what it is. Uh, the definitive history of the Marvel Universe arrives this July. July is going to be a month, man. Um, the Marvel Universe is flowing and connected. So this is the Mark Wade book that uh, we have been talking about for probably the last two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it says here the Marvel history of the Marvel Universe will reveal previously unknown secrets and shocking revelations connecting all threads of the past and present from the Marvel Universe. Can can and I'm sure, um, eight underscore 70 is thinking retcon, yeah, we'll see, yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, from the Big Bang to the Twilight of Existence, this sweeping story covers every significant event and provides fresh looks at the origins of every fan's favorite Marvel stories. It is the 80th anniversary of Marvel this year, so, you know, they're, they're doing things. Right. Speaking of people uh, coming back to the fold, uh, such as uh, Rob Liefeld, uh, Image co-founder Eric Larson has announced a return to Marvel. He's going to uh, be doing a few short-term projects. Hmm. So that's cool. And yeah, he's been rolling off of Savage Dragon for a minute now, which I don't know what to say about that book. Hmm. Saying I've read it, but I've I've seen images of things in that book. I'm like, really? All right, whatever. Um. So yeah. Uh, does it say here what he's doing? It's like three short projects, total forty-one pages, apparently. Well, no, what I'm saying is, do we have anything specific? Uh, doesn't seem like it. So, okay, cool. Moving right along. Did you see the thing about, um, you know what? Never mind. We'll talk, we'll talk after that because that's stupid. I don't want to bring up the one down the course of this. Um, there was a name that was, that was mentioned in the course of that article that I was going to ask you about. Um, Todd McFarlane welcomes Jim Lee back to Image Comics for Spawn 300. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Todd McFarlane revealed on Instagram that his uh, fellow Image uh, co-founder Jim Lee is returning to the company to draw something something for the Milestone 300 issue. Right. It's probably a cover. Maybe. So... Alrighty. Uh, next up, uh, Tom King summarizes his entire Batman run so far in a single tweet. And that single tweet is... Should I hit the spoiler bell? Uh, I mean, it's a tweet. Uh, it's not really... Yeah. yeah, it's in public. So, uh, Batman is sad because Selina, with a push from Bane, left him at the altar, which is misspelled. Um, Bane is trying to make him even more sad in order to break him. As part of this plan, he's subjecting Batman to a series of nightmares. Hope that helps. Yeah. So this was an answer, an answer to a a um, a person asking him if it was all right to jump on board with Batman and think he needed to know. Well, he needs to know when is it going to start to make sense. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, excuse me, stay on board, not not get on board. Um, and, and you know, to his credit, Tom Cranes is like, you know what? Because he, he even says underneath that, oh, for, for the, the, the tweet, 
that he the references back to. He says, uh, I wrote a quick Batman update summary for of a kind. Maybe lost a fan. Uh, maybe uh, oh, excuse me. I wrote up a quick Batman update summary for a kind, maybe lost fan. Punctuation is everything, folks. Um, seemed to help. Thought I'd post it for any other kind, maybe lost fans. This is a long story being told in lots of ways by lots of artists. I begrudge no one for saying what the hell is going on. So even he knows, you know, the, the deal. Yep. So. Next up. Yep. Um, Tom King teases the start of his follow-up to Mr. Miracles and Vision. So, yeah, Tom King's apparently, this was also another tweet that he did, um, saying, uh, finally, finally started the follow-up to Mr. Miracle, which I didn't, didn't necessarily, well, I guess some would argue Mr. Miracle probably does need a, need a follow-up. Uh, and Vision, Another 12-issue mini with a lot of ambition. I'm scared, but man, I'm having fun. So you figured the visual the visual one probably could have stayed the way it is. I mean, not saying... Let me phrase that. Let me phrase that. The, the visual one is perfect the way it is. We got that out of the way. I'm not sure what you would do for a follow-up to that. I mean, sure, you could kind of... My guess is... I was about to say... My guess is that he's going to grab another you know, kind of B-level character and do something epic with it, you know, do some kind of character study. Oh, no, but he says Vision. No, what it says, though, is that uh, it's a 12-issue mini with a lot of ambition. Is it specifically for uh, Vision following up? I thought it was just another 12-issue miniseries involving a character as uh, that would be his follow-up to those two, you know, kind of epic miniseries. That's how I interpreted it. I didn't read the article, though. No, sounds like he's going to do follow-ups to, to both actuals. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Mr. Miracle one and... Uh, uh, although, you know what? Your way... It was, basically, it says he sounds like he's doing a follow-up to those titles. Mm. So it makes it sound like he's doing another mini for both of them and not what you're thinking, which sounds plausible. Okay. But you, you would think he would have worded that another way and wouldn't have used those two specific, you know, examples. Right. My guess, yeah. My guess though is that because they're in, because they're uh, those are characters that are uh, not at the same publisher. That's why I thought, um, you know, that's why I thought the way I thought, you know, I, I interpreted his his his. Uh, well, this article seems to be agreeing with you because, or at least speculating with you. Because it says down here at the bottom, it's like King has given no indication as to which company the new title will be for, let alone what character it will center it on. Right. So that's yeah, that's what I kind of that's how I understood that to be. It's like he's just setting us up for, you know, um, expectate to expect another uh, kind of longer miniseries that that's going to focus on a a single character. I could see that. Um, But yeah, but but him dropping both of those names seemed like you know it made it seem like he wanted to follow up to both of those minis which I, like I said Mr. Murkow I could see Vision was kind of could have and then I thought about was like wait so someone else was supposed to do a Vision book and that didn't work out for them and that would be kind of bad if he actually gets to do that with another Vision miniseries and this other book got cancelled because of mm-hmm. shenanigans anyway 
We'll see whatever happens or whatever. I'm in it. Oh, by the way. I hear it. I hear it slightly. We'll see if it goes away. Um, all right. Uh, DC is going to collect those big Walmart 100-page giant stories uh, for comic stores um, in coming up in uh, October and November. Uh, according to this article from Bleeding Crew, I have not seen it anywhere else. So go all figure. Right, we'll see. Next up. Oh, wow. I just saw another thing on the side. That's weird. Um, a new Green Lantern series by N.K. Jemison will help relaunch DC's Young Animal imprints. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, which I did not. Well, I guess so, because I don't think any of those um, books from the imprints was still going at this point. Although... No, that's not either. So yeah, I guess that imprint kind of had languished, but now uh, this Arthur. So N.K. Jemison is a writer. I believe she's the best-selling author. Uh, art, uh, writer. I know I've heard that name before, and I've also seen her streaming on on Twitch. Um. So oh, Hugo Award winner. Pardon me. So yeah, so she has a new vision. If you're watching the, um, sorry, a sci-fi writer. Yes. Okay. Uh, so she has a uh, new vision for a new Green Lantern. She's uh, uh, an accordant. And if you look at the vision, I mean, if you look at the, um, still stuck on the vision thing. Get out of that. Eh. Um, if you look at the photo, if you're watching the video, you will see a cover for uh, this. Uh, some so and it says here is like uh, we came up with a GL story that was meant to be unlike other GL stories a unique ring one lantern uh, on her own apart from the core a frontier sheriff except uh, her frontier is a futuristic society with his own complex history and color of colonization and chain um, and also, if you notice, like I said, from the village, uh, this uh, lantern is a black woman that looks kind of like Janelle Monet. So, uh, oh, let's take some inspiration from Janelle Monet. That someone said this on Twitter. I'm, that is not from me. So, and this is coming out later this year. And it's called uh, Far Sector. So, look out for that. Seems interesting. Next up. Next up in what seems a little beyond interesting going into the weird Archie versus Predator has now spawned a sequel Archie versus Predator 2 which brings revenge to Riverdale along with uh, heat uh, and thermal imaging so it's basically Predator 2 with Danny Glover ah, getting too old for this blankety blank alright next up <laughs> yeah and there's been a bunch of Archie versus remember the, the Paul and the Punisher blah 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 anyway so speaking of Archie, there's a bunch of new stuff coming to Archie Unlimited uh, this month, and uh, Archie Unlimited is kind of like um, Marvel Unlimited for Archie books. Duh. Next up. Comic Books Incorporated, how the business of comics became the business of Hollywood. So apparently Comic Books Incorporated is a new publication? It's a book. Ah, okay. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, talking about all that. Yeah. 
So it says here, uh, Comic Book Incorporated tells the story of the U.S. comic books uh, business, reframing the history of the medium through an industrial and transmedia lens. Comic books wielded their influence from the margins and in-between spaces of the entertainment business for half a century before moving to the center of mainstream film and television production. So I guess this goes into the ends and outs of Moving right along. Alrighty. Uh, Eric Powell to release a new art book in October 20... I'm, not I'm 2119. Yeah, I'm hoping that's supposed to be 2019, not 2119, as, as this uh, article says. I was about to say, it's not April 1st anymore, folks. Um, no, it is, I'm guessing yeah. it's just a typo. Yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll go with that and so, yeah, so Eric Powell, creator of The Goon, uh, will reveal all the secrets in the art and many mistakes, many other mistakes of Eric Powell. Uh, it's like Boom is releasing this. And uh, like I said, it'll come out in October. The this year or 2109. <laughs> Next up, um, Dark Horse Books, Frederator Studios, and Nelvana Limited are. Uh, proud to present the art of bravest warriors and or the hit animated series uh bravest warriors and features hundreds of marvelous art pieces in 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 one volume yeah it's a neat show i like that show you can see it on youtube um that's cool i do hope they darken up uh wallow because he's darker than that um anyway that's a little nitpicky. Uh, surprise! Buffy's Angel gets a new series launching in one week. Uh, shout out to Brian Edward Hill, who is writing said um, book, whom we've had on the show. All right. Apparently, um, yeah, Angel's going to come back in the, the Buffy book uh, in issue number four, and then it's going to get his... Um, uh, and angels, wait, he's gonna get an angel zero and that war launching into his own book. So, again, congrats to Brian, uh, Brian Hill. All right, good on him. Uh, next up, um, uh, creators, uh, Rachel Pollock and Richard Case from uh, Doom Patrol are reuniting for one of several stories in an upcoming horror anthology called Dead Beats. Uh, it's curated by Eric Palicki and Joe Corallo. Uh, Dead Beats is a musical-themed anthology of, of horror that publisher A Wave Blue World is raising funds for now on Kickstarter. Yes, and A Wave Blue World is where we found out that uh, Joseph Elliott and uh, Lisa Woods Lisa King went to. Um, and Steens is an editor at... Oh. Oh, no, Lightning Forward. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, there's a bunch of creators uh, attached to that, and it sounds interesting. It's an anthology. Yep. Uh, no One Left to Fight gives a shonen anime a midlife crisis. So uh, there's a book by Aubrey Stitterston. Uh, apparently, the ruiner of G.I. Joe, some would say. That's the thing I was going to. That was part of the thing I was going to mention to you earlier, uh, later, uh, is writing a book with Fico Osio or Fico Osio that will answer the question, um, oh, what happens to heroes when the world doesn't need them anymore? 
So basically, this is like, hey, what happens if Goku is not needed? <laughs> okay. And they specifically reference uh, Dragon Ball Z in this article. So, hey, you know, it's that kind of thing. Although this dude looks like um, Akuma. Anyway, so that is the thing that is coming. Um, Dark Horse is putting it out. I don't know when it's going to. Oh, here we go. Uh, July 3rd is when that's going to uh, come out. And it's a five issue miniseries. Okay. So, I don't know. I'll check it out. Sure. Next. And last but not least, unless we have. Uh, yeah, there's some spillover. God. <laughs> I'm kind of tired here, folks. I know. Um, Dynamite celebrates Vampirella's 50th anniversary with a new series uh, that's going to be authored by Chris Priest. Be on the lookout for the debut issue in the Vampirella Free Comp Day number zero book that's going to be out very soon, Saturday, May 4th. And um, uh, Priest, right? And upcoming, uh, and the upcoming uh, series is going to uh, launch in in full uh, in July. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Good um, I guess Vampire does very good for for Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, hey, you you want a uh, Spider Man Far From Home hoodie? You can get one. It's on sale. <laughs> Uh, actually, that's not bad. If you're looking at the video, you can see what it looks like. Uh, it is. It will. Oh wait, that's the movie. Sixty-four, sixty-four ninety-nine is the price, and pre-orders are up. There you go. Uh, um, wait, is that Tifa? No, it doesn't matter. But you can go find it. It's sure. Uh, next up. Now, last but not least, right. Yeah. There is one more, but I just took that in there. Don't worry about it. But this is the last official one, yes. All right. So several Marvel Comics editors have shared an image with a scrolled title card reading Acts of Evil. Oh, my God. Is it Acts of Vengeance? But yes. teasing an upcoming story event. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I, we said this. I said this. They have been mining their old things. Now, we don't exactly <laughs> know what this is, but the font and the scroll thing basically harkens back to Acts of Vengeance. Some like it, some hate it. Well, actually, you know. There's a couple of good stories that came out of it. Acts of Vengeance was kind of awesome. Let's, 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 let's be real. There was the, And yes, there was a couple of, couple of good stories that came out of it. It, it was an awesome premise to, to a point. Sure. Um, notably, I believe Siege was came out of that one. Wait, was Siege came out of that one? No. I don't think I so. Spidey, I know Spidey going Cosmic Spidey. That right. was, that Cosmic, was Cosmic Spidey, Psylocke going Asian. Yes. Oh, wait. I thought it was before that. No, that was because Mandarin was part of that 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 Acts of Vengeance storyline in X-Men. That's well, why. yeah, because he was one of the yeah big baddies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I guess Acts of Evil slash Acts of Vengeance 2, possibly. Um, I guess this article also notes that this will apparently overlap with DC's villain-centric year of villains, which, hey, we've already long said that uh, DC and Marvel place from the same books. This is no no, no different. Because mm-hmm. they definitely do do the same stuff at different times. Sometimes <laughs> close to each other. Unreal. Yep. So, yeah, like I said, solicitations will find out more um, when Celestia says it's come out, probably in the next couple of days. 
Did you have one more story? Uh, one last story that was not in the thing, but and this is not necessarily comic re- related, but I just saw this one. I thought I had to put it in there. Um, Karate Kids gets an illustrated storybook for the 35th anniversary. Um, so that's that's neat looking, and there's also that Cobra Kai series that's on YouTube. You can go check it out. But yeah, so apparently it's a children's uh, children's book based off the Karate Kid. That's cool. Not uh, probably not unlike that Die Hard uh, Christmas. Uh, I doubt it's going to be in that vein. No, no, no. I'm just saying, but, you know, <laughs> the kind of movie that gets uh, a kids book. Sure, sure, sure. So. Yeah, there you go. Um, it is going to go on sale, and it's well, illustrated by Ken Smith. It goes on sale May fifth, May seventh. Excuse me. All righty. So check it out if you're ready. And that is the end of the news. Hit us with that. Last ad read of the night is for Blue Apron. Blue Apron's meal delivery service provides fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. Now, the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us do it today and we have come to the end of another show ladies and gentlemen thank you all for being with us yeah we're uh, continuing we'll... our countdown to endgame our countdown to the first game of thrones episode mm-hmm. is rapidly, uh, decreasing well yeah for some of you that is that's been a long bit Long torture. We know you're out there. There's definitely a <laughs> cross pollination. There's definitely a cross section. That's true. Uh, that probably watches that too. So that's true. We we won't spoil anything. Well, we won't spoil anything. We, as in me, hasn't watched any of it. So oh no. <laughs> so yeah, there is that. But yeah, um. We still got a couple of weeks to, to, for movie protocol, so you know we will be back next week, um, nine ish p.m. Thursday nights. You know how we do. Sure, we are going to get hyped very soon, though, for Endgame. So just very the, much the anticipation is is really starting to build. Yep, there will probably be some more news from Star Wars Celebration, and I hope at some point in, during this whole thing, I didn't say Star Trek. I know that will tire <laughs> of some folks. Um, but look, it's not that serious. Anyway, uh, there should be more news coming out of that next week and some other probably good stuff um, on the way. Until then, I have been Roddy Cat. You can find me at Roddy Cat on uh, Twitter. You can also find me at News Nurse Need on Twitter. Uh, CB Caps Instagram. News Nurse Needs um, Reddit also. Agent underscore seventy on Twitter and Instagram. Like he keeps it nice and sweet, like unlike some of the other. PC underscore dirt uh, on Twitter, uh, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, popculturenetwork.com, and this, his other sites so under that banner, like I Need Comics. 
Tim, DJ98 on Twitter, DClick Nation on Twitter. That's D-K-L-I-Q-N-A-T-I-O-N. Uh, Don't know why I feel the need to spell that out every time. But CB, CB Cron on Twitter. And, of course, comic book resources, CBR. Just to get some more letters in this, in this where he's writing the face off. And not face off the movie, which is a terrible John Woo movie, but we're not going to go deep into that. That's a whole other issue for a treasury edition, probably. Or anyway, uh, I know some of y'all like uh, face off, but you're wrong. Um, go watch the killer. Anyway, um, sorry, CSPN.us. Uh, you really should watch The Killer. It's a great movie. John anyway, uh, CSPN.us is where you will find this and other podcasts of note. Go check out them and us while I try to deal with fish speed um, for whatever echo this is. Um, also, Google Play, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, the host of the podcast SoundCloud page. Find us there, all all of that gloriousness. And we will see you all next week uh, around this time, like I said, 9-ish p.m. Thursday nights where we record live uh, or later when you we ha- you have us in our ears. This has been the Click Nation Combo Chronicles. Peace. Peace. One.